Welcome back to the Irish Weekly Podcast with myself, Sam. And me, Reese. Yeah, this video is sponsored by Six, Six Media. Uh, I'll leave a link down to, in the description below. Um, go check it out, guys. Uh, it means a lot to him and it means a lot to us as well. He's a sponsor of our videos now. so uh, Yeah, and a good friend of ours. Yeah. So, go, yeah, there go and head check out. it out. I'll leave a link in the description below. Um, let's go on with the midweek predictions then, mate, for the Premier yeah, League. we're going to do predictions for Wednesday the 24th and... Thursday the 25th of June and Tuesday as well which was two two games in the yeah there was yeah we're also going to cover the two games um, Tuesday what we'd predicted um, yeah didn't do so well but no, we we're also going to cover them as well no let's so, start off with it then mate yeah we'll start off with the first game last night Leicester City versus Brighton Hove Albion not a good game this no not great lack of quality again from Leicester yeah they don't look like the team there was at the start of the season. No, I think they've I think they've dacked off a bit. I still think they'll pick up a couple of wins, two or three wins before the end of the season, um, to clinch the Champions League place. They they deserve it, really. Yeah. On merit, they do deserve a place. They've been they're playing a good football. Brendan Rodgers is a very good manager. I do think that it's kind of like what we've covered in other podcasts with Schalke. It's the same sort of thing. I know Leicester haven't been losing a lot of games, but it's a good job that their form was so good in the first half of the season to get them where they are now because they've not been that great since the turn of Christmas, really. No, they haven't, mate. No, they haven't. I agree with what you're saying. Last night's performance, Leicester just... The thing is, Brighton missed a penalty as well. So Mm. that could have put Brighton 1-0 up and taken three points home, but good save from Kasper Schmeichel and, uh, yeah, ended up finishing 0-0. Yeah, I mean, you went 2-0 Leicester on the predictor and I went 2-1 Leicester, so we both got that one wrong. To be honest, I thought there were going to be goals in this game. I was massively wrong. Um, wasn't a great game, really. But Brighton, another good point. Yeah. Getting three points against Arsenal at the weekend, picking up a good point away at Leicester. They've done exactly what they needed to do because they wouldn't have expected to get four points from them two games. No, especially the Arsenal game as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good result, mate. It was, mate. Very good result for Brighton in the end um, moving on to the second game of the night last night Tottenham Hotspur versus West Ham United I watched a bit of this game West Ham again they had chances Sam they had chances and especially in the first half they looked like they could do damage but they just I don't know mate there's something about West Ham this year they're just lacking something and I don't really I mean alright they could they, they, they can't stop conceding goals, but they just look like they've got a lack of quality. And Haller wasn't playing again. Antonio had a couple of chances, especially in the first half. But as soon as that own goal goes in off Suchek, I mean, it was so unfortunate the way it just hit him and went in. It's one of them you'll see on own goals and gaffs, do you know what I mean? It was a bit of a comedy mistake, although it wasn't really his fault. The ball just came to him so quick he didn't have time to react, but... I mean, I, that... I watched a little bit of the game. I didn't watch all of it. I watched a bit, but West Ham just didn't look... No, no, they're lacking it, something. Really. They're, looking, yeah. they're, they're definitely lacking something, Sam, and it's a bit of a shame, really, because West Ham are a sleeping giant of a football club. And yeah. <coughs> excuse me. Once the first goal goes in, it just looked like it completed, you know, completely deflated Tottenham, West Ham, really. Harry Kane, clean through on goal, scores the second. Um, that's his, I believe, I'm just going to double-check his tally for the season. I think it's his 
15th, I believe. Because he was out injured for quite a while, wasn't he? I think it is 15th. So no, Jamie Vardy's leading top goal scorer. Yeah, Jamie Vardy's leading on 19. Harry Kane's got 12 league goals this season and two assists. But to be fair, he was injured. For yeah, him. true, yeah. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, West Ham just couldn't get the result they wanted. Just no, uh, the, the problem is now that you look at the remaining fixtures they've got and where they're going to pick points up from. Exactly. They, they, it's a great escape mate they're going to need a great escape moment I think it's going to be I reckon honestly it's going to be a last day of the season job I really do I honestly believe that West Ham are going downhill very very quickly yeah. um, and to be honest with you I'm not quite sure how they're going to arrest that I'm not sure how they're going to stop the slide because uh, otherwise they're heading for the championship <laughs> at the moment it will be mate let's go on to Wednesday night's games um, mm. Manchester United versus Sheffield United first game yeah this uh, um, to be honest with you Sam this is good, this is a tough one for me to call this um, I mean I, you said a 2-0 win and I said a 1-1 draw because I can see Sheffield United after the results they've had getting one point from two games which will really disappoint Chris Wilder I can't see him being that open when they go to Old Trafford though I, I think they'll play a lot because obviously Basham getting sent off uh, Egan getting Egan. sent off sorry Change the game completely because then they had to change the system from a back three to a back two, and, and Sheffield United look so much better when they play a three yeah. at the back. Um, United, they've got potential to go on and score two and three goals, but it depends how Sheffield United come and set up really. Because Chris Wilder could easily just think, right, sit behind the ball, sit behind the ball for seventy minutes, hit them on the counter attack, and we'll score, and then just sit behind the ball again. I mean, that's not really the way that Sheffield play, but he could do that. You know, they're a solid enough team that. They're up, well, they're up there with the best defensive record in the league, which speaks volumes. United have quality in the squad, it's just whether they can put it together. Um, assuming that Paul Pogba's and Bruno's going to play together tonight, I think they've got to really, because we need a win. Um, I can see why he went 2 0, but I, honestly, I can see a draw this game. Yeah, um, to be honest, with me, I probably could agree with you, but I still think Man United is strong at home. And- I think United will take all three points in this game. Yeah, potentially. Well, I hope so because we need it. We need to t- we need to t- get fourth. Uh, you know, at bare minimum, we need fourth place. We d- we don't want to be spending another year in the Europa League. Although it depends because when because when the Europa League starts, it's obviously going to depend on what we do in that. Because if we win it, we'll be in the Champions League anyway. Because we've done it before, so. It, it all does just depend on what United turn up, really. Sorry about that, guys. When the uh, top of the phone away and top of the pad uh, me as well. Um, let's move on to the next game then, which is my boys against Villa. Yeah, the two and army against Aston Villa. Yeah. Discuss. I've gone 2-0, and I think we will be at home. I think after that result on uh, Sunday, I think the boys are going to be up for it, especially against the Villa side that, well... Are looking like they're going down. Hey, there's still plenty of like, there's still plenty of football left to play, but I do think that Newcastle are pro- well. They're obviously the team in better form going into the game. Aston Villa, one point from two games. The Chelsea one you can understand, but Sheffield United at home, they really needed to win that game because I don't think realistically a Chelsea they were expected to get anything at home to Chelsea. Um. I think Newcastle, if they start well, they could, it could be a 2 or 3 nil. I mean, you went for a 2 nil, and I said one nil Newcastle, because it depends if Villa tried to tighten up a bit defensively. I still think Newcastle have got enough to score, 
but I'm not quite sure it's going to be a real open game of football. It also depends on what Newcastle turn up as well. It, is. it depends on what team turns up. It does win this game. That's why I've gone with a 2-0 prediction on this one, mate. Um, Shall we move on to the next one? Yeah. Yeah, Norwich City against Everton. Don't really know what else to say on this fixture apart from if I, if Everton don't win, I'll be surprised. Yeah. Norwich just... They just look like a poor team that need to... Win. Yeah, well, they need to win, but I think the best thing they'll do now is go down and come back up again. Because... It, uh, See, I don't think they'll all come back up. Well, no, I mean, we've mentioned it on previous pods about the potential of Norwich if the, if Cantwell, etc. do go. But the, I don't, I can't really see what else will benefit them apart from going down because they're not going to stay in the league, mate. They're not good enough at this moment in time to even get a result. I mean, to lose at home to Southampton is one thing, but to lose 3-0 and play like that, that's worrying. Yeah. You can understand the 1-0 win if they sneak it in the last minute and you've battered them all game. You go, right, yeah, we lost the game, but we played well. You know, we did play well, but they didn't play well. They got battered. So, I can't see anything but an Everton win. You went for a 2-0 Everton win and I said a 1-0 Everton win on this one. I think Everton are going to be favourites to win this on the bookies as well. Probably. Norwich are just... I don't think you'll get good odds on Everton, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, I went 2-0, mate, and you went 1-0. Yeah, um, just kind of what I thought as a fair prediction, really, to be honest. Um, couldn't really see any other sort of scoreline, to tell you the truth, apart from 1-0. Yeah. I think Everton, they don't score a great deal, that's the problem. I think they've still got a lot of strengthening to do in attacking areas. They need a proper centre-forward, because I like Calvert-Lewin, but I don't think he's going to be the answer long-term. No, definitely not. Definitely um, not. And Moise Keane, he's a good player, but he still needs time. He's still very raw, do you know what I mean? Um, and whether he's going to do that with Everton, I don't know, because I don't think he looks particularly happy there. No, don't. I don't really think he's fitted in that well. But you never know, do you, Ancelotti? No. With him being Italian, and obviously with the Ancelotti, um, Ancelotti connection... You never know, with him being Italian, he might put his arm around him and say, look, just bide your time. You're a, you know, you're a very capable young footballer, just bide your time sort of thing. But it depends what he wants, doesn't it? Yeah. If, he des- if he thinks he deserves to be playing first-team football, then he'll go elsewhere. Um, yeah, so I went for an Everton win and so did you on this one. Yeah. Norwich, gone, do you think? Yeah, definitely. 100% me. I think they were gone before this lockdown happened, if I'm honest. Um. <laughs> Yeah, they've not looked the part this season, I don't think. No, it's a shame, but one team does it every year, don't they? Yeah. One team always stands out for being worse than the rest, and unfortunately that's been Norwich this year. Um, moving on to the next game, Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Bournemouth. Now, this one, you said a 3-0 Wolves win. I can see why. Um, I said a 2-1 Wolves win. I fancy Bournemouth to score. They've got to put up a better fight than they did against Crystal Palace. They've got to play better. They can't play that bad again, surely. No, they were horrendous against Palace. They just didn't look interested at all. They didn't. They just looked like a fish out of water. Yeah, they, they didn't look great. I mean, I watched the game with my granddad and I said to him at parts, as good as Palace are, Bournemouth are just as bad. Like, I can't... Uh, they're going to find it incredibly difficult to get out of trouble, I think, Sam. Yeah. That's sad, really, because I like Bournemouth. I said to you earlier, didn't I? I said, I'd be very surprised if Bournemouth don't go down this season. I will. I'd be very, very surprised if they don't go down. 
I can see why you'd say that, but I think it's the same thing again, Sam. You know, there's plenty of football left to play. And I think that with that much to play for, Bournemouth, they can't play as bad as they did against Palace because they was terrible. Yeah, but they're playing away at a Wolves side that are flying. So with Wolves getting a really good win at West Ham at, the, at, West Ham at the weekend, you'd fancy Wolves to do them at home, really. Because yeah. if Wolves play their football... They're in for a, a tough night, Bournemouth, yeah, I think. Definitely, mate. Um, moving on to Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. Now, this is the last of the games tonight, 8.15 kickoff. I can't say anything else but a Liverpool win. The Palace were good at Bournemouth, but Liverpool are at home and they'll, they'll play Salah, yeah. no doubt. He'll be back in the team. I'm not I quite sure with Robertson. I think Robertson's due back as well. But... I can see him being too strong for Palace. I think Roy Hodgson will be very defensive when he goes there and I think that plays right into Liverpool's hands because they'll just have 90% of the ball. Yeah, they'll play it about and then they'll catch him on the counter-attack with the pace they've got. Simple as. Something why I went 2-1 and you said... No, I, no, I said 2-0, you said 2-1. Yeah, I mean, it's because Palace, because they played well at Bournemouth and they look dangerous. When, when Ayu, Zaha... Townsend and people like this are on song. They are dangerous. They can cause teams problems. You know, they've had some good results against the big teams this year. Um, and the no pushovers, especially not under Roy Hodgson. They won't roll over for anybody. No. Um, I fancy him to go there and give Liverpool a game, but I think Liverpool over 90 minutes, they'll just be too strong for him. Just roll, rolls Rice over him. Yeah, pretty much. They'll just, I think, for, well, for the want of a bet, they'll steamroller him. Yeah. I think they'll just keep going and going until they score. And once they score, then that's Palace have to come out then. Yep. Do you know Flood what I mean? Palace Flood have to come Flood out and try and get a result. Floodgates will open and uh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I went 2-1 and you went 2-0, but it could be more, yeah. to be honest. It just depends how Palace start. If Palace start well, they could get something. You never know. They're more than capable. Yeah, definitely. Because um, they're not bad defensively. We'll just have to see how that one plays out, but I do fancy a Liverpool win. Yeah, um, on to the first of the games on Thursday evening. The first one at six o'clock kickoff being Burnley versus Watford. Yeah. Um, we looked at each other when we were doing the predictions beforehand and I said, well, what a game to try and call this is. Watford scrapping for survival. Burnley getting a a right punch up at Man City they got they got punched about oh, yes, to be honest yeah. if that if that was a boxing fight that would have been stopped in round three yeah. like they were taking too much they, they just didn't they didn't have enough chances they didn't have enough of the ball I looked at the possession stats and it Manchester City in 10 in a 10 minute period in the game had 90% of the ball not in it 90% of the ball that's like the other team barely touching it Sam yeah. in 10 minutes it's embarrassing I mean I know look you've got to play a certain way when you go to these teams because if you play openly they'll batter you but at the same time come and have a bloody go do you know what I mean like Christ almighty I mean what good is it just sitting behind the ball and doing that it's no good to me no I agree with what you're saying mate it's, it's not good enough no. It's right, and you can tell Sean Dyche was disappointed as well. Yeah, you can tell he was disappointed with getting tonked five 0 Like, you know, City were good, but Burnley would—they just didn't try. I don't think they—they they never looked like scoring a goal. I mean, as I said to you beforehand, 
in the first 20, 20 minutes, half an hour, they looked all right. But once City scored that first goal, and it, literally the floodgates opened, like, you know, they just, they had too much of the ball, they was giving them too much space. It just, it just reminded me of a, tr- a proper training match where it was attack versus defence because City are always going to have the majority of the ball and they just, they really looked like they could put literally five or six past Burnley. Especially the quality that Man City have got as well. Yeah, of course. It's always going to play a part, mate. When you've got quality players to come in like Phil Foden. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the kid's one of the best young talents in English football and he barely plays. And I think Guardiola's starting to give him a bit more of a chance now. But at the same time, I worry for Watford. I worry for Watford. Yeah, I think they've got to bring some signings in next season to stay up. What, well, this, need... this is the point, isn't it? What on earth is going to happen to that squad if they go down? I mean, they ain't got no Nigel Person. No. Because he's going at the end of the season. Well, this is what worries me. What on earth is going to happen to that football club? Because if they go down from the Premier League, the Pozzo family, as bad as they are, and I don't like them as owners, but they've pumped a lot of money into that football club. Mm. And you think, well... If they go down, if that family pulls out, they're in big trouble. Yeah. Because that's been the source of their money since they first got promoted. And and the season, you know when they got to the playoff final and got beat by Palace? Uh, when yeah, yeah, Deeney yeah. scored that goal against Leicester in the playoffs. Since then, the Potsos have been in charge of Watford. And it's been, well, to say a roller coaster has been a bit of an understatement, really. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think... I mean, I've said 1-1 for this game and you've said 1-0 Burnley... One of them games where you can't really call, really. Anyone can beat anyone in that one. Yeah, potentially. Good. Definitely, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, next of the six o'clock kickoffs, the last one at six o'clock, Southampton versus Arsenal. What on earth is going to happen for Arsenal? <laughs> They've got to turn up. What on earth is they going have on? To, they have to turn up this game. What's Otherwise, going on at that football club, Sam? What is going on at that football club? Everything. Babe? They've just got no direction at all, haven't no. they? They've got no direction. They, they make the wrong decisions. Giving Louise another contract but not sorting Aubameyang's out. What's all that about? No. It just reminded me of what they did. You know, the, the whole thing started from when I really started to laugh at Arsenal was when they pe- were offered £40 million and a penny for Luis Suarez. That's when I thought, that's a joke of a club. The way they're being run now is a joke. I don't know, it mate. Blame, well, David Dean definitely wouldn't have done business like that, I can no. assure you. I blame Stan Kroenke, Josh Kroenke, Ivan Gazidis, what all they, of what them. What are they mate. doing? What are they doing at that football club? You they tell have, me. They haven't got a clue how to run the football club, I'm telling you now. But they don't know football. No. They've, they've got no background in football whatsoever. They don't know anything about it. All they're doing, literally, is a money tree. Stan, and they're not even doing much of that either. Stan Kroenke, he's got his own basketball, he's got his own baseball team over in America, mate. So he clearly doesn't give two tosses about... You know, but we've listened to Arsenal fan TV many a time, Sam, and they mentioned the fact that Kroenke is never there. He isn't. He doesn't even go watch. It's like the Glazers with United. They never go anymore because they hate him. Everybody hates the Glazers. They get trapped. They get terrorised. Yeah, they get slated. And, you know, I mean, look, in one way, I can understand why they don't turn up, but you're the face of the club. You're the face of the football club. You're not giving them any money, really, to spend. You know, I mean... I just worry for Arsenal fans, I think, watching that shit every week. Must be depressing. I mean, we've seen enough at United over the last seven years, but I'll tell you something, mate. Just, I don't know, mate. It's hard to, 
it's hard to put into words because it, it almost annoys me what's going on at Arsenal. Because I'm thinking that football club should not be how they are now. They no. shouldn't have been allowed to get like that. I mean, they needed a striker, and fair play to them, because they've got Aubameyang and Lacazette. But they're the only two that yeah, seem to be... Yeah, but what have they done since then? They've done nothing. They've done nothing. They're going to struggle to get... They're, they're going to struggle to get Europa League this season, I believe. Yeah, and it, I t- what and it's absolute going to be first, fast, mate. It'll be the first time in 32 years since Arsenal have been in the Europa League. Well, and the Europa League Cups. Well, I mean, when I was growing up, it was always United and Arsenal, and then yeah. Chelsea come on the scene. But they were the two best teams in the land, and you look at Arsenal now. Bloody hell, they, they were like top one. They look at just great top eight. Yeah. I mean, how bad do you have to be, Sam? How bad do you have to be to not at Arsenal Football Club not even scraping a, Europe, a Europa League spot? I mean, we'll just quickly look at the table. Arsenal are fucking 10th, mate. Arsenal Football Club are 10th. And how many points are there near the Europa League spot? The, the six off it. Man United are on 46 points and Arsenal are on 40 with a, a zero goal difference. How many points are New- Newcastle above? Just let me, Arsenal Football Club, zero goal difference. Yeah. 41 no. scored, 41 conceded, it's a joke, mate. And how, how many, how many points are Newcastle behind them? Um, I think it's only like four or something. Newcastle are two points behind Arsenal. Newcastle are in 13th on 38 points. Arsenal are 10th on 40. Just goes to show, mate, doesn't it? Just goes to show what is going on at that football club. Oh, I'll tell you, it just goes to show how bloody piss poor they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the people you feel for is the Arsenal fans because they pay more than anybody to watch I mean, that football I think they're the most... Arsenal is the most, they are the most expensive, expensive tickets. It, in parts, you're looking at 100, 200, yeah. £200 for tickets that should never, ever be paid in a football stadium. Sure, yeah. I don't care what football club you are, you should not be paying charging people that amount of money. You, well, if you are, you want to wear fucking masks and striped jumpers because daylight robbery. And you want a golden suit. Yeah. Because that is ridiculous. A gold-plated fucking seat, 24-carat yeah. pissing gold, yeah. mate, is what you want for that money. It's an absolute farce. It's a joke. Well, let's, let's get off Arsenal. Let's go on to the predictions, mate. Um, I went with 2-1 Southampton this game. I really, yeah, I believe it. Oh, no, I say all that. I went 2-1 Arsenal. Yeah, I really do believe Southampton will beat Arsenal tom- uh, tomorrow night. I really do. I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they do. And I'll tell you why, because... I actually hope that they do something about it. I actually hope that they attempt to try and change something. Because Arteta, mate, he looks like he's working with his hands tied behind his bloody back. Good manager as well, mate. Up and I, I think he's, he's, he's got to prove a lot, Sam. Like, Let's have it right. If you're going to be called a good manager in the Premier League, right. you need to prove a lot more All than right. what he's, he's doing He's now. learned from the best. Yeah. In yeah, but how far is that going to get him? You know? How, how far can that realistically get Mikel Arteta? I mean, they took a chance with him, so now they've got to stick with him and give him money. Anyway, let's get off Arsenal. Let's go on to the last game, which is Chelsea versus Manchester City. What's your thoughts on this one? City need to win. It'd be nice if City did win. So Chelsea don't gain another point or three points. It'd be nice. We United chasing them, obviously. United playing tonight... If they win, uh, if United win, we can go within two points of Chelsea with, well, there's 38 games in the season and after tonight's game, there'll be seven games left. Jesus. So 21 points to play for, two behind if Chelsea lose to City tomorrow. Well, if we win, we'll be two points behind anyway, but obviously depending what happens uh, on the Thursday night game. I'd like to see City win, really. Um 
for a number of reasons really I'd like them to win because I want United to get fourth but I'd also like City to put the points tally down a bit to what Liverpool could win it by because you know if it, it was 25 points I think at one yeah, stage 25 points and now it's down to 20 and if if City win tomorrow night it's down to 17 Depending well, on no, Liverpool. Yeah, it depends what happens with Liverpool. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But can you really see Liverpool losing to Palace at home? Well, you never know, do you? Probably not, no. Yeah, no. But you never know. Um, I mean, the gap, it's 20 points at the minute, the gap. Oh, God. Um, to be honest, I think City are a bit too... I think they'll be a bit too strong for Chelsea at the minute, although it looks Aguero's probably not going to play. Yeah, Aguero's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, which injury. is a big miss. Um, I mean, Jesus is a good good replacement, but he's not the same sort of class as Aguero. Um, I think this all hinges on the midfield. I think if City can get a grips early on, with if De Bruyne plays, um, obviously Fernandinho is probably going to play at the back. So you'd imagine that Rodri... Gundogan and maybe De Bruyne are going to play in centre midfield or David Silva. What, you reckon Gundogan will start with David Silva? It depends how Pep wants to play. We've seen Pep do it many a time. David David Silva hasn't played as much as he has in other seasons. Uh Pep, you know, seems to to kind of favour rotation, you know, to give his players, which is understandable. Mm. He's trying to keep everybody happy. At the end of the day, David Silva's leaving, mate, and he's going to retire. Well, he's going to go away as City legend anyway, no matter what happens. Oh, yeah. So, you know, obviously he'd like to play, but at the same time, Pep's also got to look and think, right, well, he's not going to be here next season. As good as it is to have him now, we need to start looking at people like your Phil Foden and people yeah. like this because they're the future of the football club because David Silva isn't going to be there. So Carver as well, mate. Well, that. potentially, that's looking more like Chelsea. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I think if City get the midfield right in the first 10-15 minutes, I think they'll win the game because I don't think Chelsea could live with them. Yeah, well, uh, let's get into it then. Last one. Uh, I said 1-0 Man City and you said 2-1 Man City, mate. Yeah, I said 2-1. Really. Yeah, I can see both. I mean, you've gone for a low-scoring affair. I've gone kind of in the middle, really. 2-1 win for City. I can see both, though. Um I'll be interested to see how I'll be watching that game um, and I'll be interested to see how it pans out to be quite honest with you because Chelsea also need to win but City could do with a win as well really yeah they could mate they could so mm. yeah any other thoughts no that's it mate you've got to add no it's not going to be a very long podcast it's only to score predictions for this one unfortunately um, so yeah I think that's it for that yeah, um, we'll uh, wait until the next. Well, it'll be at the weekend, won't it? It will be, mate. We'll try and get it out next week. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be the start of next week, guys. When we do get the podcast out, because uh, Sam's got a few work commitments and other things going on. Yeah. Uh, and I've also got a few things that I need to take care of as well. So, if that's uh, if that's the last of that, mate, then we uh, we can say our goodbyes. Can't yeah. We? Uh, once again, guys, make sure you go over. To the Six Media. Yeah, we're going to leave a link in the description box. Um, our sponsor, sixmedia.co.uk, run by a good friend of ours, Gareth Morgan. Um, if you do want any banners, logos, redesigning, or general marketing for your business, Six Media is the one for you. Yeah, sure is. Um, I think that's it, isn't it, mate? 
yeah, for today. Pretty much. Yeah. So thank you very much everyone that's listened. Yeah. Cheers. Make sure you leave a like, subscribe if you're new. Turn on the notification bell. Yeah, and put your predictions in the comment section down below. Yeah. So from me and Reese. Yes. Au revoir. Thank you very much. See you later. Welcome back to the Iris Weekly Podcast with myself, Sam. Me, Reese. Remember, guys, this video is sponsored by Six Media. Uh, we'll leave a link down in the description below. So make sure you go over there, head out and check it out. All that good stuff. And we've got a special guest with us today. We have. Would you like to introduce yourself? Good evening. Uh, I'm Adam. Um, friends with Sam and Reese through our Fedora's football team. Mm. And a fellow Newcastle fan. He is, yeah. mate. Good friend of the podcast. We've been on about it for a while. So we've took the jump. Took the leaf of faith and we've got him on. We have, we have. Leaf of faith. It's nice leaf, of faith. Faith. leaf of faith. If anyone leaf of faith. <laughs> <laughs> the leaf of faith. Tree. If anyone would like to join the podcast while this is all happening, uh, just get in touch with the page um, and we'll get you on, like Adam did. Um, I was currently working, so Adam was going to step in for me, but luckily enough, I've got the day off. We are taking appearance requests for a small fee. So. Yeah. So, uh, do I get paid? Is it that? <laughs> no, unfortunately, mate, you unfortunately, might not. Like unfortunately, not. Um, no, all joking aside, it's good to have you on, mate. Yeah, it's Thank good you. to have you on, mate. Um, so we're gonna go on the, the 9th, 9th of July's yeah, fixtures. We're start the fixtures 9th of July, um, to start off the weekend's games, getting to the predictors. Shall we start, gentlemen? Yes, yes. let's start. Um, first game. Norwich City West Ham, our past twelve kickoff. What are we saying, gentlemen? I will um, kick this one off, and I think it is hopefully going to be a very interesting game. Big six pointer. Yes. Um, I think that uh, West Ham will nick it. They mm. definitely need the points a lot more than Norwich do. Yeah, I, think I Norwich. Yeah, um, sorry, mate. I'm just going to say, like Norwich, I think they're as good as gone now. Um, they just can't. The problem is with Norwich, they can't keep goals out. And no. you see it, usually one team every season from the Premier League will be that much worse than the rest of them. And Norwich this year have just been the same. They can't co- stop conceding goals. And now, because the goals have dried up, they look so average in the Premier League. You say Whereas that, last though, season, they tore the Championship You say up. that though, mate, but West Ham, they struggle for goals as well. I mean, especially with Sebastian Haller out as well. Do you know, I'll be honest, the difference between West Ham and Norwich... You look at West Ham's squad on paper, and then you look at Norwich City's next to it, yeah. there's no comparison. Oh, no, definitely not, no. Um, I've been surprised how Norwich have dropped off, really, because they have got some decent players. They have, yeah. They have, yeah. Um, Todd Cantwell's mm, shown yeah. quite well in quite a lot of games. Um, yeah, definitely. Max Aaron's as well. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Max Aaron's. I think he's a quality fullback. Mm, another one, himself. I think, um, any Buendia. Yes. I like him. I, th- I think he's got a lot. He could. O- he's got a lot to offer a team. He's very quick, very direct. Um, you're probably right, though, Adam. I'd say Campwell for me is the standout one out of that bunch of players. I would definitely. Uh... He's looked very impressive when I've uh, when I've managed to catch a bit of Norwich playing. Um, Timu Puki's not scored as many goals recently either, and that's kind of I think. He was banging goals in that to start of the season. He was. He now, was. Now I think. Season, to be honest, off. though, I've seen. I saw him in the FA Cup match against United the other Saturday, and he looked so lazy, like seriously off the pace. And I thought, they can't be carrying anybody like that at the minute. I don't care how good he is at scoring goals. When you're in that sort of position, you can't carry anybody. No, you, you really can't afford to, and it's it's shown really in the in the results recently for him. So yeah, if, definitely. if Norwich are, well, they are going down, 
Todd Cantwell's obviously not going to be there next season. I, no. Who do you very reckon? Who do you reckon he'll go to then? Because he's going to go to one of the big clubs. I, I can't see him moving to anyone in the top five or six. I don't think he's that sort of level yet. If you, I don't know. It's hard to say, isn't it? It depends who wants to play what style of football. I would say Cantwell could fit in. I'm not saying he's going to, but I, he'd fit into someone like a Manchester City where there are football inside. I, I could not see him going to play for somebody like Newcastle. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. Because no, no. no. I know you both are Newcastle no. fans. But they don't... I can't see him grow into his full potential. He could, but... He needs to be playing. And the problem is that the, the style of player he is, that if you look at the top four or five teams, like you said, there's there's so much quality there. Mm. You know, he is a good player and, and, he, and he's shown what he can do. But would he get into one of the top five teams ahead of the the players that they've already got? Like you know, even Man United who haven't had a particularly wonderful season. But if he went there, would he get in front of Fernandez? No. Would he get in front of Martial? Probably not. No. Pogba. You know, Pogba, Greenwood. You know, they're all players that are probably a similar sort of age that need that time, uh, and and the game time, and. He does, but going to one of those clubs, maybe not. Would Spurs be a good opportunity for him if... Possibly, possibly. If Ericsson has obviously now... He's on loan, or has he gone? No, yeah, I think he's gone. I think he signed yeah, loan. Yeah, he's signed loan. Like, just managed to push it through, I think, in the I, summer. I think that they're probably a little bit lacking in that area. I think Lamella's not up to standards, really. Um, Deli Alley's been good, but... You know, someone like Todd Cannon might push Deli Alley on to play a bit better. Possibly. I could... Um, although they've not been great this season, I consider Spurs as a top six team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He, maybe not in the top four at this moment in time, but definitely a top six sort of team. And especially with the players that they've got on the books as well. But I do think Cantwell would be quite a good fit in that team. Because mm. I think uh, maybe more under Pochettino, but I would definitely... Uh, if I was Tottenham, I'd definitely have a look at him because I definitely. can't see him. Can't see him harming anything. No, I think he's good enough to play at that. You know, probably an exception for Tottenham, really. But on mm. any of the others, I wouldn't have thought so. Not at this moment. But yeah, what do we have in them for predictions? Predictions. On this one, then, boys? Would you like to give us a score? Adam? Yeah. So I think I will go one um, nil West Ham. Yeah, good shout. Solid shout. That Samuel. I'm. Also, when I agree about him, I think it's going to be a 1-0 West Ham as well. I just can't see West Ham scoring that many goals. And I just can't see Norwich scoring either. I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. Mm. Mm. That's fair. I think it I think it will be tight, looking at the, the recent results of both teams. Um, I mean, the Premier League always surprises. Norwich could win 3-0. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We've said this many a time on the pod, mate, that whatever we predict is guaranteed to do the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Um, moving on to the next half past twelve kickoff, Watford versus your boys, Newcastle United. Discuss. Before we played Manchester City, we've been in. We was in tremendous form. We beat Bournemouth four 0 We beat. Oh, who did we beat before Manchester City? Who did before Manchester? Who did we beat before Bournemouth? We drew against Villa. Oh, West Ham. But I think with Newcastle, mate, I think there's a lot of room. There's still stuff going around the club as in where's Bruce going to help next season? What's going to happen with the 
takeover next season. It's it's still in the air, mate. It is. I don't know about your opinion here, Adam, but I've I still think you two are probably better placed to talk about Newcastle it, than I am. The thing is, mate, when I went, I went up a few months back, and when all this happened, I think I think it was between that um, Peter Kenyon or whatever his name was. It Peter Kenyon. Oh wait, that Kenyan guy who was who was due to take over, who was at Man United, some at Kenyon. Yeah, yeah. yeah either Kenyan. way, that when he that was, was going chief through, exec a long yeah. time ago. When that yeah. was going through, Newcastle fans was just like, mm, "Is it going to happen? Is it not?" And fans still now, even though it's happened, well, they say it's happening, they're still not believing it's happening. I mean, like you said, is it is it happening because everything's quiet? Is it but good? This, is it a good thing? The, the, the thing is, Sam, I, I don't know. There's like there's a really old saying: no news is good news. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I, look, I, I want. I've said this many a time, and especially on the pod, I'd love Newcastle to be taken over because I think they're a sleeping giant of a football club, and I just think with what Ashley's done to him and the direction that he's tried to take him in, or lack of direction, they deserve something. It's more the fans for me, mate, that deserve something because the football club is only as good as the person that's running it. Yeah. So if Mike yeah. Ashley's driving it into the ground and not pumping money in, then you are going to fall quickly. And two relegation says that. Do you know what I mean? Is it two or three? Two, mate. Yeah, two. two. And I think that it's a sleeping giant, but if this takeover happens, big things on the horizon for Newcastle United, I believe. If I've been sceptical about it all, really, because... It's been in the media so much, so many times that we're going to get bought out, and there's obviously been a lot of delays, and there's obviously a lot of press talk about the uh, the new potential owners and what goes on in their country. Um, so yeah, it's tough. Has it had an effect on the players? Sometimes you think it has, and other times you think it doesn't. Yeah. You know, um, losing to Man City yesterday was pretty abysmal to watch. And then compare that to a couple of weeks before when we lost 2-0. I thought we actually yeah. played I thought relatively played right. well. I thought you, you played know. all right um, against a very good City side as well. Very good City side. Um, we've been a little bit up and down since the start. I mean, a good result to beat Sheffield United because they're obviously... Mm. have been doing well. That was a very good result. Yeah, it was. I did watch that. That was a good result. And then putting... Four past Bournemouth, you know that gives you a little bit of of confidence. It's been a while since we've we've seen to score as many goals as as we have been doing in these past few games. Especially in the Bournemouth game, we looked so well organised against Bournemouth as well. I mean, the passing was. On I point. think the possession was quality as well. Like Newcastle and especially under Benitez, from what I watched, always defensively sound. Yeah. Or you know, relatively yeah. defensively sound, but didn't offer anything going forward because he was very negative. And Steve Bruce, all right, he's had a few additions to the squad in the summer, like Joe Linton, St. Maximan. But yes, they are important players, but the squad isn't that different from what Rafa... So you're telling me that Rafa Benitez couldn't have been a little bit more positive with the way that he'd gone about it. I can't help but feel that. And he gets trekked like a god. And I'm like, well, Steve Bruce has actually done a better job this season. I was going to say that he's done a better job than what Rafa has. Whether, you know, might be a little bit hard to admit it, but he has. You know. The points don't lie, do they, really? No. You know, when you when you compare the two seasons. Um, and, yeah, you're right. The squad isn't massively different. You know, we've we've had a few signings, but we've, we've lost a few players. Um, you know, we lost... Um, 
our top goal scorers in Rondon uh, Perez. Perez. <laughs> um, but then looking at the players that we've got in, you know, we've replaced them with players, and mm. you know, uh, I liked Perez a lot. I, yeah, I, I really mind. thought he was a good player. He came on a lot in that last uh, season with us. Um, is Sam Maximum better? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think he is. Um, yeah. You know, he he um, he's very direct. You know, he doesn't. Jose Perez used to get bullied off the ball a little bit by some of the bigger players, stronger, more physical players, whereas the maximum just runs past him. Yeah. Um, I his honestly, pace is I will go out on record and saying this: he's one of the best young players I've seen. Like seriously, I honestly, even I'm not a Newcastle fan, I wax lyrical about Saint Maximum. The thing is, though, mate, I think he's got so much talent. He gets you off your seat as well when you when you're there and what the stuff he does. He, he, he literally. It makes you want to get off your That's, seat. to me, what Newcastle have been missing yeah. for a long, long time, is that player to do We haven't had a player like that since, I'd probably say, Hatton Banafa. And he was a it, god of Even if you want to go back before that, I mean, I'm, I remember growing up as a kid, like Ginola. Yeah, Ginola. People yeah. like David Ginola, do you know what I mean? It, like, you think Newcastle have been starved of players like that for too long, and now they've got someone like St. Maximan. If he can keep himself fit... Does no, I don't know where that kid could go, honestly, because I, I, I rate him so highly. I love watching him. He's exactly the kind of person that I would pay to go watch. Oh, definitely. And I think he's got better. I think that there's, that in the first few games that I watched, he didn't look as confident as I thought he would be off the ball. Mm. And, you know, he was probably looked a little bit, I want to say lazy, but, you know, not tracking back. But yeah. watch him in these past few games, you know, he's been winning the ball back. All right, he's lost it a couple of times. But you know that if you give him the ball and he's got that little bit of space, he will drag that team right up. Mm. And the thing is, that's what we've needed because under Benitez, we were solid defensively, but it was slightly negative way of playing. It was boring to watch, I thought, and as well a little bit, Yeah, a little, bit, a little bit boring. I mean, sometimes look, you looked at the possession-wide stats and if he was playing City, he was, it was like... 15%. Yeah, you'd have like 15%. <laughs> or if you're saying like Palace or something, you'd have like... I don't know, like thirty seven percent possession, and we I think we had like last season. I think we was the worst. I think we was the worst present possessioned team in the league, and I that think, it just shows me. I, I do think that Steve Bruce. Um, just before we get into the predictions for the results, I think Steve Bruce. He took and including from me as well, and I will say that like I when I found out he was going to be the new Newcastle boss, I thought, oh my word, where are they going to finish this? Well, season? I was his yeah. biggest critic, but me. I will happily say I apologise, and he made me eat my words yeah, because yeah, he's I agree. Yeah, he has. Um, I agree what you say. I think yeah, big things to come from Newcastle. I don't think it depends on the I'm on the takeover, but. I think Steve Bruce deserves a huge amount of credit, and I think even if the takeover does happen in the summer, I think he deserves another crack next I've already said that. I'd 100%. St- if, if the takeover does happen, I would love He's never had Bruce money. Ne- exactly. As a football no. manager at one club, he's never had money to spend. Do you know what I mean? And I would love to see him with a good amount of money identify players. I mean, if he can pick up like St. Maximin and people like that, you know. Build a team around St. Maximin. Exactly. So what you want to do, you want to build a team around St. Maximum and just go from there. Shall we get into the predictors? Let's show. So, we haven't spoke about Watford, but I reckon I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. See, I'm, it, it depends if Lascelles and St. Maximum are back, because them two, are, they were a big miss to us last night. What, Watford frustrate me because I think they've got a lot of good players in that team. 
uh, a lot of experience um, in every position really and um, people like Troy Deeney um, Delafeu yeah Pereira I mean I rate them um, on their day they're a decent team if you get Decore running through the middle that year, oh. I mean, he's a beast. He is a beast. He's a machine, um, isn't he? Sar as well. He destroyed yeah. Liverpool when so they quick. went. But, obviously, they're getting dragged and they are in that relegation battle and I think Newcastle will just have enough to keep them on top. I think if as long as we can get the first goal, um, I think Watford's heads might drop and I don't think they'll respond um, so personally, I mean, obviously as a Newcastle fan, I'm going to back our boys, mm-hmm. and I'm going to back a two-one win. Two-one win, I like that. Nice we and bold. probably will concede. concede. We do concede a few, and a lot of the time, I mean, it's not Debravka's fault, but <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, very underrated, by the way. Just yeah, quickly, I want to say he's very underrated. Four million keeper. pounds. <laughs> best not bad, best bad, is it? He'll probably go for at least five times that if yeah, he went anywhere. Definitely. You're definitely looking upwards of twenty million. Um, Samuel, what are you saying? I am going big. I'm going to go three one Newcastle. <coughs> if St. Maximum's <coughs> back, I'm going three one. You're putting any money on it this week, Sam? I might do actually. Yeah. He, no way. He's not going if, to put money Saint, on a three one Newcastle Saint, win. If St. Maximum's back, I'm telling you. If St. Maximum's back, if St. Maximum's back, I will put. I'll bang a ten on Newcastle to win three one. Bold move. I'll hold you to that one. Yeah. Moving on to the next one, uh, three o'clock kickoff, Liverpool at home to Burnley. The champions, um, crowned If we champions. can wrap this one up as quickly as possible, that'd be great. No, um, <laughs> none of us really like no Liverpool fans. About this. I think it's the fans that are probably more frustrating than. Could I think honestly, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Liverpool as a club, class act. Yeah, fans not so much. I think they are some of the biggest hypocrites I've ever met in my life. And I do know a lot of Liverpool fans. And <laughs> honestly, sometimes I I really want to bury my head under the sand. The amount of crap I've been getting in this last two weeks from pretty much every Liverpool fan I know. Um, I am going to say it. They're a class act as a club. I'm sorry. The reason they've walked the league is because everyone else has been so bad yeah. this season. If Manchester City have lost nine games this season, that says it all to me. And look, yeah, all right, City haven't been up to scratch. They've been poor. Same as City most teams. Most teams this season. And I think that's give Liverpool the licence to just go on. They have done brilliant. They have. There's no denying you, it. You can't deny, though, mate. Liverpool have got an outstanding team. Yeah, they do. The front three are I do think it was helped by the fact that everyone else has been so bad. Yeah. And nowhere near them. They have got some very good players and they seem to have strength in depth, which is which a lot of other teams don't quite have. You know, they can take three or four of the first-team players out and you've still got a, a brilliant side. Um, again, another ex-Newcastle player, Wijnaldum, I think he's been Class. underrated. He's yeah. been so Very so underrated. He is pivotal to the way that Jurgen Klopp plays football yeah. and sets his team out. He's pivotal to that. I'd be very surprised if he went anywhere next I'd, year. I'd love to have him back at Newcastle. I adored him when he was at Newcastle. He was, he was brilliant for us. Yeah, he was. And you can see why Liverpool went for wanted him. him. Um, and you can understand you can understand him going to play for a better team. Um, what Liverpool will be like next season, depending on again the transfer market as going forwards. Um, 
but they've got a lot of young players. Um, that I mean, look at Trent Alexander Arnold. I mean, yeah. what what a player, what a what a player he is. And they've got that other Very young good. lad as well. They've got Harvey Elliott. They've well, got that I saw some, I saw a little snippet from something that Klopp had said in the other day. I don't know if it was. I'm not sure if it was an interview with the BBC or not, but basically he'd said that he's not going to go into the market for any big players during the summer. That, to me, is suicide. The thing because is, they did it last year. If you don't... Hey? They did it last year. They did, what they would have designed? They signed no one in January and then they signed that Minamino in, well, I think it was back end of January. Sam, look, mate, so I'll, I'll be honest, struggle. you're very naive if you think you can go through two, th- exactly. two and a half, look at three Tottenham. seasons with the same squad. You're very naive. Look at Tottenham. Because like, all the time that you're sitting still, everybody else is moving forward. This is what happened to the likes of Arsenal and Man United, that because we sat still for so long, we've gone stagnant, and now United, I believe, are on the way back. Oh, yeah. Arsenal, still yet to be confirmed, because I don't know what the hell's going on with that football club, it's a joke. But like, I think that um, Manchester City did the same thing, where because they've done everything right... They've put the new youth system in place. They've even developed the area on what the ground sits on. You know, they've built the football team. They don't pay over the odds for anybody. You know what I mean? They will back out of a transfer if they don't think that it... If they think it's too much money, they did it with Sanchez. Do you know what I mean? You've got to keep improving because you've got to keep up. And that's the thing. If the three or four teams around you spend 100 million and buy three or four great players then Liverpool are going to have to, regardless of the, the squad they've got now, because your players will get older, they will get injured and not come back as strong. You know, I've I've heard a rumour that they're, they're looking at um, Thiago from... Yes, Thiago Gattari. Which would be a big money move, and they probably would have to sacrifice um, one, maybe even two players uh, to get him. Probably another striker wouldn't hurt them. Absolutely. I don't think I don't think it would. I don't think I think they could do it one really. They need, they need you can't go through a whole season relying on one player. I don't care how good your team is, you will fall short eventually. Mm. And you know, I don't doubt that they're set up to do well, but I still think you're very naive if you think you can go through a full season with the same team. Because I honestly I don't think that Liverpool's strength in depth is anywhere near Manchester City's. And even if you look at teams like Chelsea now, with the people that they've bought, I mean Hakim Ziyech from Ajax, yeah. Timo Werner from Leipzig, the the deal apparently is nearly done to sign Havertz yeah. from Bayer Leverkusen. There's three top notch players there. That's a big commitment from Chelsea. Oh, big massive. Massive. Like they've really got no, I'll tell you what we are doing now, because we can spend money, we're hitting the market hard, we're gonna buy players at a time when the market isn't as much, you know, you can buy players. Timo Werner for 40, 50 million quid. You must be joking. Can we just if, say... If this is a normal market, he's going for upwards of 70, 80 million. Easily. We paid 40 million for Joe Linton. Chelsea just paid 50 million for one of the best strikers in the Bundesliga. Or one of, yeah, the, one of well, the best. Well, probably the best, one of yeah, the best in one Europe. One of the best in right now. Um, and that just says something about what the market's like nowadays. No, it does. And I think, look, I'd love... Anybody apart from Liverpool, really, to win the league next year. Um, I think they're set up well to do it again. I just... Well, I don't worry. But I think that they will fall short if they don't improve the squad. But you never know, do you? It could be a little bit of an, a backhand mm. thing by Klopp to say, right, let's not give too much away, but we're going to go in the market for such and such a player. Such and such. You don't know, do you? No. But we can only speculate, really. 
Um, I don't think they'll buy anybody of any note. I think they will go with what they've got, and if they do need, they'll buy in January. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Let's get to predictions. Score predictions. Mate. Liverpool, Burnley. What are we saying? You can go first on this one. <sighs> um. It's hard, that, mate, because Burnley I, have been in quite a good form as well. They have, but Liverpool at home, no yeah, fans, lost, fans, it doesn't matter. They, they haven't lost they, in two just, years, they play just as well without... Um, I mean, they put Palace to the sword. They scored two in eight minutes last night against Brighton, you know, to effectively finish the game before it's even got going properly. Yeah. Um, I like Burnley. Well, I do, mate. I, like I do. I, I really admire what Sean Dyche has done there because he doesn't change. He's Doesn't not bothered. Um, he's been in the job for a few years now. He knows the club inside out. He cares about the football club as well, which I think is a Massive, huge thing yeah. now. Um, yeah, I do like Burnley. I must say, very ste- they're a steady Eddie team, aren't they? I can't see him. I don't think there's much chance of them going down. Under oh, Sean, they'll all go down. Um, they pick up some good results. They pick up some good points. They've they got do. some some decent players. Um, I mean, I think they'll score against Liverpool. They seem to uh, seem to be scoring. Seem to be scoring a yeah. few goals. Uh, looking at the recent games, uh, so I'll kick off the prediction. Oh, I'm, you want to? You take the. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take over them. Um, I'm going to say three-one Liverpool. Three-one. You beat me to it. I was going to go three-one as well. So as Samuel. long as Liverpool don't switch off because they've won it, won the league. Um, yeah, it'd be an exciting game anyway. Yeah, I'll go two 0 Liverpool. Two 0 Yeah. It's not a bad shout. I can see both sides. Just because really. last time Liverpool played at home against Villa, they did look very shaky. They did, but yeah, they did. It's but a different I think side, Burnley. It's a different. Um, it was a different kind of vibe to the game, City game. I'm I'm near sure they was all still pissed. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, honestly, I looked at Rob, Rob Robertson didn't even play. Did yeah, Robertson he did because he game? did because Phil Foden absolutely done him a kipper and scored. But I think they was genuinely still drunk. Uh, yeah. From the celebrations, which to be you fair, probably I would be understandable. Yeah, I would be absolutely off my nut. Um, yeah, shall we move on to the next one? Yeah, uh, five thirty kickoff, Sheffield United against Chelsea. Sorry, Chelsea. Big game. This, this is two teams fighting for Europa. League. Yeah. Well, personally, I'm going. I want a Sheffield United win here. I know why you're saying that because Mike will be listening to this, and I know for a fact. He'll be rinsing you as soon as he listens to this. He's already threatened to unsubscribe. Exactly, so I know for a fact this is why you're going with Sheffield United. No, no, it's not that. It's because United, because of how we're playing, if we win tonight, we go, we may go above Chelsea again, I believe. I could be wrong in that. No, one point. One point. We need a Sheffield United win. If we want to get that, because Chelsea are picking up form at the right time, so we need to start, we need to keep going with it as well. Um, But, not just saying that, I'd love Sheffield United to get into Europe this year. Yeah. So whether it's the Champions League or Europa League, I'd love them to get in it this year. I'd love Sheffield United as a club. I think they're an outstanding club. What a job. If, if, if it weren't for Klopp, Wilder, nailed on manager the season. Yeah. Well, him or Nuno at Wolves. Yeah. One of the two for me. Um, should we get straight into the predictions? Yeah, I'll kick it off. I'm going to say... Oh, I'm going to back Mike's boys. I'm going to go 2-0 Chelsea. I'm going to go for 2-0, you say, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to go Chelsea. for 2-1 Chelsea. I can see him having a bit too much for Sheffield. 
Um, it's hard though, because it's Bramall Lane. It's a tough place to yeah, go. Yeah, it is, but there's no fans. It, yeah, so. exactly. Fans, no fans make a make a big difference. Yeah, this is why I think um, Bournemouth are struggling so much. Fans yeah. make such a difference, especially in them sort of grounds where they're they're quite close to yeah. the pitch. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're in. You're Definitely. tight. In that. They're a noisy bunch as well. Yeah. Sheffield United. They're not. Uh, they're not afraid to no, use the Um I'm gonna go. It's tough, tough, isn't it? This I like it because I can see him doing his research. I like this. Yeah, there's there's thought going into this. Oh, massively! I'm very competitive with everything that (laughs) you want to say. Points. Let's we are for the listeners. We are playing for points, so he's well within his right to do this. Well within. Yeah, I mean Chelsea seem to have been banging quite a few goals in recently. Sheffield United have been on the receiving end of a few. Uh, goals against them. Uh, one nil win against Wolves, mm. uh, which was a really last minute winner. Close, um, in terms of a game and also where they are in the table, fighting for mm. for the best of the rest, nearly. Which for two teams like Sheffield United and Wolves, crazy, is, is, mad, is crazy. It? If you'd have said that five ten years ago, you'd have, you'd, have, you'd have got laughed at, yeah, wouldn't you? Hundred <laughs> um, percent. But I think uh, Chelsea have just got. Some class in there. Pulisic is um, pulling the strings and all for Chelsea right now. He really is pulling the strings. Would you like to let him say Sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so I'm going to go uh, 3 1 to Chelsea. I like that. Nice and bold. These are, I always look at when you go anything above 2 0. You, you're 2 0, 3 1. These are the sort of games where you think, right, should I put a few quid on that? Yeah. yeah. I always think that, yeah, right? Yeah. Ooh, if you're go big, you go big or go home, don't you? So it's yeah. like, hmm. Do I do it or not? Yeah, fuck it, I'll bang a fiver on it. I'm sure it. Chelsea got me Aston Villa game, wasn't it? They did. Was it last, yeah. not last week? Really yeah, before? and they got you a point. Got me a point. I'll take <laughs> that. Not, Thank you. Right, moving on to the next game. Brighton and Old Albion versus Manchester City. What are we saying, gentlemen? This could be anything. I think this is going to be a cricket score. I just think City are just going to absolutely romp all over well, Brighton. put it this way. Brighton cannot start like they did last night against Liverpool because if they do, Shocking. it could literally be a rugby. It score. could be, mate. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This, this could be any score. I watched some of the game. Right, I was kind of flicking in between, and I, I looked and Brighton play some good stuff. You know, like they they're not they're not an awful team. No, but the way that they started, I just thought you've give Liverpool too much. Like to score two goals in eight minutes. The game's over, really, before it's even properly started. Yeah. You're always climbing a mountain then, especially against Liverpool, because they don't concede a lot, really, Liverpool. Um, they're quite tight defensively, and I just think, like, if, you, if you're Brighton, you're giving, if, if you're a team like that, you're giving yourself a mountain to climb. And if they play like that against City, City then I do fear for them. City will walk all over you. Look at what they did to us last night. I think, um, just quickly... Uh, as a little, so I don't think Manchester City are going to be as bad next season. Guardiola oh, no, won't won't. allow it. Pep won't let it. You know he's going to come down so hard on them players. Yeah. Um, losing what is it nine games this nine. season? I mean that is that is a lot of a lot of games to lose. Lost more than um, Man United now. Yeah, um, it's mad that isn't it. It mad. is mad. Um, and you look at the you look at the players that they've got in their squad, and. Um, Compare that against the Brighton squad. I mean, Brighton, they haven't been horrific, but, you know, looking at the table, I mean, they're 15th with 36 points. You know, they're not that far off the relegation battle, no, really. No. There's a bit of a gap, five points to West Ham and Watford, but that's only a couple of a couple of bad results 
for them. Yeah. Looking at the form that, that Man City are on at, at the minute, I can't see anything but a Man City win. No, I, I have to agree with you, Adam. I think Manchester City, when they start strolling the ball around... Even as a United fan, I watch it and think, Christ, would you love to play football like that? What a joy that must be. If you're a City season ticket holder, you must go here and think, what score is it going to be today? We're going to put three, four, five, six past them. They can score goals whenever they want to. When you've got the likes of De Bruyne pulling the strings for an L in the middle, you've got David Silva, the young man Phil Foden, and then you've got the likes of the wingers, Sterling, Bernardo Silva, Aguero... And then you've got your back line, Kyle Walker. Just um, just quickly, before we get into the predictors, what do you make of the Leroy Sane thing? It was it was coming. It's been coming. Why, why though? What, I, I've got my own opinion on it. Why do, you, why do you think that went so wrong? I don't know. I mean, uh, as, a, as a player, I think he's a class player and looking at yeah. the, the past, oh, his time at Man City, you know, um, he's played so well goals, assists, everything. Um he was I believe he was left out of the Germany squad. Yeah. Um yeah, he was. for the last uh, major tournament, which was a huge surprise. But uh, yeah. I don't know whether he's fallen out with someone at the club or something like that because it's I don't know why you wouldn't have him starting the amount of goals and assists he's got in the games he's played. Um he's a quality player. They've got a Reasonable amount of money for him, and when you look on the on the outside and you see that they've already got Mares Silver, um, you know yeah. they can afford to lose someone like that. But it is a shame to see him leave the the Premier League. One hundred percent, something's gone on behind the scenes. It there's not a cat in hell's chance that you can ever question his football and ability, or you know capability of playing it. The guy was a joke. Like, for a season and a bit, the guy was unbelievable. It was unplayable. Literally. I mean, for for somebody who's six foot one, six foot two, to be able to run like that, he's a pure athlete. Like, you don't see many players with speed like that. See, That's, re- like, pure athlete. I reckon he's gone because he's won the Premier League, he's won the FA Cup, he needs to win that big thing. Which is a Champions yeah, but League. Do you honestly believe, though, that I don't think what, he's much Bayern? better placed at Bayern Munich than he would be at Manchester City? I don't. Probably not. And you don't know what, um, how much time he's going to get playing at, at Bayern Munich. Look exactly. at the, the strength of the squad that they've got. Unless yeah. they sell someone, they're bound to buy a, a buy players as they always do every year um, to try and dominate. The German league. They'll never get worse. They always nope. get better. That's very it. efficient. Typical Germans. Very efficient. I I think I think it's something. It could something. It could also be to do with the transfer ban as well. Let's see. It could be getting that could be another thing. You you never know what's going on behind. I, it's definitely. Mate. I think it's a mix between Guardiola doesn't really fancy many fancy him anymore. Something's yeah. gone on behind the scenes. I'm near sure because it's definitely not. Pep it's not about could not ability, stop singing his praises. It loves him. Do, well, it did love him. But but something's gone on there to me. Definitely, yeah. I can't see anything else. But what I mean, he did his cruciate in the Community Shield yeah, game. I remember it. Yeah, he's barely played since, yeah. and we're talking like nearly a full calendar year yeah. since the last time he's played football. And I'll be honest, when he came on, he didn't even look interested. So something's gone on there. Well, it's Manchester City's loss and Bayern Munich's game because I think he's a hell of a footballer. Just makes um, him win the fucking league again next season. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we, won't, we won't get in about them. Yeah, we'll quickly move on to the predictors. Um, Scoreline, Adam. What would you like to take up? Take it away, son. 4 0. 4 0. I like yeah. that. Worth a few quid, maybe. Um, I'm going to say 3 0 City. I can't see anything else. I think that they're just too strong for Brighton. If they start knocking the ball around, they'll score. Simple. They're in the mood for scoring goals. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I've just realised I've wrote it in the wrong bit. Samuel. 6 0 City. Sorry. Six. Six. So, I, I, sorry. I For a second there, made... I thought you said 6-0 Manchester City. That's what I said. Okay. I really can't see City. If City turn up, mate... And I told Adam to put money on 4-0. <laughs> if, if, City, if City turn up, City will absolutely run away with that. They will. They will... Like, if, if they do what Newcastle did and sit back, City will just... They'll thump them. And they will just literally... Hammer goals in. So, yeah, I am going for 6-0. I'd like to watch a 6-0 game. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? For yeah, the, for the be all right. neutral fan. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> um, moving on to the first one of the Sunday fixtures, Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Everton. Stop. I've told you it's not Wolverhampton Wanderers, it's Portugal. It's Portugal. Oh, no, it's Portugal Reserve. Yes, thank it. you. Okay. Um, yeah, nice one, Sam. <laughs> Just threw me off completely. Um, Wolves versus Everton. This is tough, this one. You reckon? Yeah, I think this is probably one of the toughest games to call out of the remaining ones that we've got to talk about. Simply because Everton are a completely different team under under Ancelotti. It looked like at the start of the season, they looked very unsteady. Um, obviously, they had the change of manager. Duncan Ferguson took over, steadied the ship a little bit. But since Ancelotti's come in... He's really turned that squad around. I'd like to see what he does in the summer with regards to next season. Um, I think that Wolves are a very capable football inside. I went to the game when United played him at Old Trafford. It was a half past five game on a Saturday. Wolves played the better football out of the two. Wolves have played some very good football. They have been a very good side to watch. Um, They've obviously picked up some good results, which is why they're... Where they are in the table, they're 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 ahead of Everton. Um, Everton again, they've got some really really good players. Yeah, um, definitely. Don't rate Jordan Pickford. I think he's just don't know what's happened to him. No, um, <laughs> since really since his move to Everton, um, he's not been great. I think he's let them down. They've turned a corner under Ancelotti definitely. Um, it's just whether they will keep hold of some of their better players uh, and what Ancelotti can actually bring in um, Wolves just seem to just go from strength to strength they've had some good results um, like I say they've, they've they've played really well and deserve to be where they are there was unlucky against Sheffield United because both, um, both teams went at it Wolves how far do you think Wolves can go as a squad providing just so forget potential incoming players forget potential outgoing players, with the squad that they've got at this moment in time, how far do you think they can go? In about this season? No, you... just in general, because they do have a project, like Nuno has his sights on Champions League football, that's what he wants. See, that's where I think they'll end up. I think they will get Champions League. I think when? they've no, got a long, long know. way to go before they attain that, because they're not... They're probably in the best of the rest at this moment in time. But they haven't got the squad and the backing to get into that top four, in my opinion. I'd love to be proved wrong, believe me. 
because I'd I, I, honestly I would love it if someone like Chelsea dropped out of the top four and Wolves took the place in it. But honestly, I would because I wouldn't begrudge them. At the end of the day, they've done things in the right way, mate. They've got a great manager who has a really good philosophy, a very clear way that he wants to set his team out. And when you have a manager that gives really clear direction, not like Dan Willerton, when you give when you. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You heard it. Um, I'm joking, mate. I love Reese it. is dropped. <laughs> yeah, um, never to be seen again. You're not signing on next season. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, we'd look at that. Bruno Fernandes just scored a penalty. I'll take that. Um, yeah, I think Wolves, they're probably in the best of the rest. I do think that the squad at this moment in time is geared for Europa League rather than Champions League. I think they're gonna. I think they'll do well against still Everton. In still in Europa League. Yeah, and They've to done be well fair, this season, very they, well. they drew the game in Olympiacos one-one over Olympiacos. Yeah, I but think. that was literally the night before it came out that the Olympiacos owner had coronavirus. Yeah, um, bit of a joke. They shouldn't have even gone to play that fixture in the first place. But yeah, I think they could do real well um, as long as they keep hold of. Uh, again, it's keeping hold of them top players and building. Um, they've got a project in place and and it's just maintaining that. Um, you look at the the Portuguese spine of that team and you know it is quality. Oh, there's some serious quality in there. Um, they have to keep hold of Raul Jimenez as well. I have to. It's the focal point of the team, yeah, mate. I think to. he does such a such a good job for him. It, you know, and not to mention the fact he also scores goals, but it's just it's his it's contribution. Work rate, definitely. Clinical finishing. Yeah. That that's what you need, and um, they've they've done well off off of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, score predictions, lads. Oh, I'm gonna go two two this game. Two two. Okay. Yeah, I think I think there'll be goals in this game. I'm I gonna go two 0 Wolves. Two 0 Wolves. Mm, I like yeah. that. Where's it at, by the way? It's at Wolves. wolves. Oh, right. Um. I'm gonna go one one draw. Mm, Everton don't give a lot away to be honest with you um, I'd be interested to see how Everton come and play against Wolves because you'd imagine that Wolves are going to dominate most of the possession so I'd, I'd be interested to see how that one goes to be honest um, moving on to the next one quarter past two kickoff Sunday Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace oh, what a boring game that sounds it's got bo- it has got boring written <laughs> all over it it's just afraid. got boring written all <laughs> over it <laughs> Um, oh, should we just get straight to the predictions for this one? <laughs> oh, you're welcome to fire away if you want to. Nil-nil. <laughs> yeah, I'm going nil-nil. I'm okay, I'm also going. I'm also going nil-nil. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to say two-one Crystal Palace. Because I think I th- out of any of them, I think Palace are the uh, Palace are probably going to be the most. Yeah. If Zaha, if, Zaha, like, if you get Zaha on the ball, mate, that's it. You know, Crystal Palace. I know they're not the most glamorous team to watch. But when you look at the job that Roy Hodgson's actually done since he's gone into Palace, he saved them pretty much from... I mean, under, when they started the season under De Boer, they was falling like falling like a lead weight from a cliff. Like they, Honestly, they was only going one way. And he managed to turn the ship around, bring in some decent players, and he's got them playing like a team again. And I do think they've got quality in there. You know, Zaha, Jordan Ayew... I'd even put Ben Teke in there because I don't care what anybody says. You might laugh. You can laugh all you want, mate. There's a reason he scored 21 goals at Villa. You don't become a bad player overnight. That's all I'm saying. He's got potential. He needs to pick up a bit of form, doesn't yeah. he? He needs to get he a bit of confidence. He can't get going, can he? He just, no, he just never seems to, to have got going for Crystal Palace. It's a shame because... 
I think he's a quality player. Imagine him scoring against his old club or getting a trick against his old club. It's a good way to start, isn't it? It's a good way to start picking up some form. But um, no. yeah, I've gone for two one because I think Palace they they can do they can do bits going forward. I'd be interested to see how Villa approach the game really because they need points desperately. Like they are desperate for points. They can they can claw themselves out of this situation. There is still a lot of their hope. A lot of it probably relies on how well Jack Grealish plays. Yeah. I think he's by far their um, best player. Um, they seem to have signed quite a lot of players. They have, spent, I thought. Spent that. a lot of money coming up. Um, and unfortunately, it doesn't seem to quite as worked out as well as they'd have thought. There's two teams that have done that. Fulham and Aston Villa. And look how it's gone. Both spent upwards of £80 million in the summer window. Hasn't worked. No. That's pl- that's playoff money that night spent it and it's gone. Well, look, you, the thing is, if you've earned it, you're well within your rights to spend it, oh, yeah. providing you can run a good, you know, you know, operate your budget accordingly, really. But having said that, Villa, they just, you know, you've got players like Grealish and John McGinn in your team, but they look like they lack a lot of ideas yeah. sometimes. And you think with two players like that, I mean, I really rate John McGinn. I actually think yeah, he's really handy. Very, very good player. He is. I've, I watched him play in the Championship last season and he looked streets ahead of everybody else. I remember, when he, scored that world, I remember when he scored that world against Chef Wednesday and he just literally arrowed into the top corner. I was like, this boy's going to be classic. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. Um, Grealish, I don't think he'll be there next season. Nope. I don't no think matter what. Will be None of them two will be. What happens? No, I don't. Even if Villa stay up, I don't think Grealish will be there. He's oh, got Villa. to move on, mate. He can't. You can't keep, look. I know he loves the club. He's the he's a he's an Aston Villa fan. He's a young lad. He's the captain of the football club. I just can't see him staying. I think if he wants to do anything with his career, he has to move. Um, you've got to test yourself. You've got to. Test, but I think he could comfortably play for any of the top six. Oh, easily. I really do. Yeah, easily. Um, yeah. Let's go to the next game. It's a big game. Four thirty kickoff. Tottenham Hotspur versus Arsenal. North London derby. Probably best that it's in front of no fans. Yes, hundred percent. Um, what are we saying with this? I think this one, maybe not so much following the trend of recent years. I think this mm. is Arsenal's day. This one. See, it's going to be hard, mate, because no fans there. It's going to make. It's going to be a very, very, very tough game for both teams without no fans, because in a derby, the fans are right behind you. Whatever, whatever your team is. Yeah, MRI. I also think there's a flip side to that. You know, on one side, you've got the fact that the fans can really drive you on in a game like that. But with how heated that game gets, it's one exactly. of the most fierce rivalries yeah. in world football. They genuinely hate each other. There is a lot of hatred there. If you're not playing well, the fans can soon turn and get on mm-hmm. your back and you don't want that in an off London derby. So that can go either way. Um, you know, determine that as you will. I think this is Arsenal's day, this one. I think the way that Arsenal have played recently, I think they'll grind it because, simply because Mourinho, I just don't think he knows what to do with that Tottenham squad at the moment. It's The Tottenham job at the minute is a difficult job. I'd hate it. Um, I think he needs a transfer window to try and massively shuffle things about and try and work out um, who he's keeping and who he's getting rid of because, they've, 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 I mean, from in my opinion... And they spent a hell of a lot of money on Ndombele and I'm not a fan of him at all. Um, there's talk that Barcelona want him. They're talking about chucking players at Tottenham to get him. 
if I were Tottenham, if they were chucking someone like Nelson Semedo and... Well, they're chucking Dembele as well and all that then. I, I said that to him. I said, Nelson Semedo and Dembele. There you go, there you go, Dembele. Off you go. The thing is with Ndombele, right, I'd seen him play for Lyon. He's come all the way through the youth system there. They've got a cracking academy, by the way. Some yeah. of the players that they've brought through in the last three to four years has been very, very good. I think he's a very, very capable, talented footballer. I think he looks another example of a player that looks stifled by Mourinho. Yeah. I think he'd have been allowed to flourish under Pochettino. He ain't going to get that in a Mourinho team because he won't be given the freedom. Very rigid. Very boring, very rigid. In all fairness, it probably would do him a favour to go. Probably would. For his own development, more than anything, in my opinion. Um, Especially Barcelona. But the thing is, if there are talks of them players going in the opposite direction to Ndombele, you've got to take that, surely. It was Ndombele and Nelson Semedo. Semedo. I'd take them any day of the week, whether it was someone being offered to me or not. Do you know what I mean? I'd go for them anyway. It's definitely two positions that Tottenham could do with some... Solid players, especially yeah, right, yeah. right back. They've since Kyle Walker left. I think they've they've suffered um, having had Kyle Walker and him play so well. Um, you know, w- watching um, everybody that's played in that position since him, they've just not lived up to the expectations. Well, they had, tri- no. they had Trippier, didn't they? Well, then obviously Trippier, Trippier went, Trippier to went which was a surprise. Um, but yeah, they need a, a big shake up. And... Simeone's a massive fan of Trippier, by the way. I know he is. He, couldn't, he, is. he was singing his praises, and I thought, if you're getting that from a manager like Simeone, you've got something about you because he doesn't do that very often. Um, but I think Arsenal will, uh, will have the edge. Yeah, yeah, I, I do as well. The players, um, they've got the attacking players, the flair in the team, should we say? Um, once they next season, if they if if they sort things out defensively, which always seems to be an issue with, with Arsenal, um, you know when you've got players like Lacazette and Aubameyang up, up top, um, you, you're bound to score goals. It's just trying to keep it solid at the other end. Exactly. Um, Burnt Leno looks like a decent keeper in my opinion. It's class keeper. Um, what um, in terms of the injury? How long is he looking? Because it looked well, I think I think he's out for the rest of the season. I think it, 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 I'd imagine he is. Well, so. it was four, it was all four games. They, in the said, next well, they said four to six. They said four to six weeks. So four to six weeks. Yeah, that's what they said. Christ, when he did it, I thought he's out for six. That's months what that's what the they said. That's what they said on um, Arsenal's page anyway. Um, score prediction, lads. What are we saying? Uh, do I to, will, do you want me to kick it off? No, I'll go. I'll go two one Arsenal. Two one Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal. I reckon Aubameyang will get both of them for Arsenal. Money on that, Samuel. You've called it now. You've got to back yourself. I'm going to go 2-0 Arsenal. 2-0. OK. I like that. Were you going in popsicle? Um, nice. Um, I'm going to say 2-1 Arsenal. Yeah. I just don't think Tottenham have got it in them at the minute for a good performance. Like, I, don't, I mean, we've just literally just seen like the end yeah. of the Bournemouth game. They don't look like doing anything, do they? Like, if they can't turn up in a North London derby, they've got serious problems. Yep. Yeah, it looked like to me that, unfortunately, one of the best players on the pitch was Musa Soko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a poor shout when, when he's one of the best players uh, you know the on, <laughs> on the pitch. Um, um, moving on to the 7pm game, the last one on Sunday, Bournemouth against Leicester City. I think, I think there's only one winner here. Yeah, I mean, looking at the form, Bournemouth have been 
pretty shocking recently. I like um, Eddie Howe. I think he's done, up until recently, a really good job with Bournemouth. They've got a lot of good players. They've signed a lot of young, um, good players. But Leicester City, I mean, sometimes there's just no stopping them, really. Um, they've got quality throughout. Jamie Vardy, I mean... He was he scored the hundredth. He yep. got his hundredth goal. Yeah, he got his hundredth day, didn't he? He is quality player. Um, there's no shine away from that. His work rate, yeah, one hundred percent, is just fantastic. Um, obviously, an ex Newcastle lad, Ayuzi Perez there. Mm. Again, his work rate. He is another class player. Tielemans, I really rate. I rate. Him as well. I, that's, I rate Tielemans. You know, they've got a young squad under Brendan Rodgers. I think they'll they'll do well next season. The only thing that worries me. It would worry me a bit more if I was a Leicester fan. Is they played so well in the first half of the season? Since they've come back from lockdown, uh, you know, after the lockdown, they have looked really, really stuttery. Like, I think the form in the second half of the season has kind of done them over a little bit for how they started the season. Um, I probably say though, even after all that, they're probably the best place club in the Premier League to be able to kick on to that next level. 100%. They've got some young players in the squad. Uh, they, they always seem to have um, Hamza Chowdhury coming off the bench and doing... I, I actually really like Yeah, him, I do as well. Very steady. Very, very good player. Um, who's the... Um, that centre-back, I can never pronounce it. So That's him. He's, he's come into the, into the club and he's looking like a solid, solid player. Kasper Schmeichel, I mean... He's a good keeper, me. Yeah, very. You know what you're going to get from Casper Schmeichel. I was watching him the other night, and I mean, he from a goal kick set up Jamie Jamie Vardy for effort from a goal (laughs) kick, and if you can if you can manage to do that, and you've got someone like Vardy, just miss out everybody else. (laughs) Quickly, before we go into predictions, I asked you before the start the podcast, who's your relegations? We've already got ours. We've already said ours. You've already got yours. I think it's pretty obvious that that. With four games left, that Norwich aren't gonna aren't gonna manage to save themselves. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Aston Villa um, have got it about themselves to uh, to save themselves either. The last place, I'm really torn. It the three teams: West Ham, Watford, and Bournemouth. I think it's going to be one of them three. Out of all of them, and it might be a bit out there. I think West Ham. I said this. I I reckon West Ham are going. I think that you look at some of the players that Bournemouth have got. They've got some game winners, with the Wilsons, Callum mm. and Harry Wilson in there. You know, the, there's always a chance that one of them two will pop up and get a goal. Josh King, mm. he's known for for getting a few goals. Um, when you look at Watford, as we've already said, you know Troy Deeney, you know he he always manages to get in there. Capo Decore, um, you know they've got game changers. Whereas West Ham a bit, a bit, you know lacking in that department, shall we say? Yeah, I think. Um, well, I, you see, I was torn when I did it. I definitely think uh, Norwich. Norwich and Villarreal. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that one. Um, the rest of it is up for grabs. I'll be really interested to see, but I do think that Watford have enough yeah, to get themselves yeah. out of trouble. I, I, they've got, they're quite a solid unit, I think. 
Um, I look at them a little bit better than I do people like West Ham and Bournemouth, simply because Watford do have... When you've got someone like Troy Deeney in your team and he's the captain of the football club, that's definitely someone you'd want. If you go into the trenches, that's someone you'd want where you want You, you want him on, on your side and, and you've got to look at the, the Watford... Watford's last game, you know, they beat Norwich. And, you know, that's another team down at the bottom. And I think when you're down there, you need to beat the teams around you. You know, yeah, fair enough, they get stuffed by Chelsea, but a lot of teams will. Um, but, you know, it just needs that one little moment. I mean, when they... I remember watching their game. I can't remember who they were playing in the Championship. And they gave away a penalty in the last few minutes. And then from that penalty, they go up the other end. Leicester. Oh, Leicester. Leicester, Leicester in, in the playoffs. In the playoffs. And they've still got players that can do that. So, you know, try Dean, like you said, you want him on your side up there, holding mm. the ball up. Definitely. Let's get the predictions in then, guys, because we've got five minutes left. Who are we going with? Um, Bournemouth, Leicester. I'm going to go 2-0 Leicester. I think that's a good shout, to be fair. I will probably say 3-0 Leicester. Just I like that. Because I like a few, see a few goals... I'll say I'll say two nil as well, mate. Two nil. Yeah, I'll go two nil. Okay. And swiftly moving on into the last game, which is a Monday night game, Man United at home to Southampton, which will be really boring. Danny Ings will score a couple of goals. <laughs> he will. What? Danny Ings will get one, I and Bruno Fernandes going bang at it. I think you've all lost your mind. <laughs> um, no, honestly, like. I do see this as a banana skin. I don't care how well we've been playing recently. This is probably the one game I look at and think this is a banana skin, this. Because if Southampton turn up and play, they'll cause us a lot of problems. I think Southampton have always got the ability to score a goal, especially the form that Danny Ings is on. I mean, exactly. that lad this season. Scott again um, today. He is, is, has been somewhat else. Man United have looked very strong in the last few games. Um, Bruno Fernandes definitely turned that team around. Yeah. Um, what a signing. That's all I can say. Um, Isn't it mad to think that West Ham could have signed him as well? Yeah, West Ham could have signed him. He wouldn't him. have gone to West Ham. He wouldn't have gone to West Ham. No, he's opinion. got sense. He could have, um, no, he could have gone. He could have gone there way before all this. Oh no. To be fair, he's actually had a few clubs. But um, I'm going to kick the predictions off. Okay. And I'm going to go four-two um, Man United. Okay <laughs> now. Oh, you've just earned your sense of brownie points there, Sunshine. <laughs> I like that. 4 2 win. Samuel. I'll go 2 1 Man United. 2 1. I reckon Dunnings will score. I like that. Dunnings definitely will Dunnings will 100% score. score. I'm going to say. Man United fan. <laughs> Man United I'm going to say 4 0 Southampton win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, good joke. Um, I'm going to go for a 3 2 United win. I can see Southampton scoring because it will cause us problems. Oh, but definitely. I think with how we're going at the minute, we're going to, we're doing all right. Turned, and, uh, Man United have massively turned the corners. Yeah, ever since One player has just turned the whole football club. That's the way it seems, anyway. I don't yeah. want to put too much pressure That's on the true lad. That, mate. But he looks like the kind of player that could handle that sort of pressure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so, are we. Uh, That's it. Anything else to add? No, that's the predictions nah. all sorted. Yeah. Just like to thank Adam for coming on yeah, to the podcast. Massive thank you, mate. Do a pretty good friend of the podcast. Really enjoyed this one. We'll definitely have to do some more. Really enjoyed yeah, that. It's uh, it's been good. Thanks for having me on. It's no, it's no worries, nice mate. to have have someone else on who actually knows football. I mean, I, I get stuck with Sam all the time, so yeah, and I feel sorry for you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, mate. I ain't leaving. Um, <laughs> I ain't leaving. Um, 
Right. If, any, if anyone does want to get involved and join us, yeah. please just contact the Facebook page. I'll leave a link down in the description below. Um, just give a message like Adam did. And uh, Yeah, we uh, honestly, we don't have any preferences. So anybody that feels like they want to come on and share their opinion, you are more than welcome to do so. Because, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed this one. It's yeah, been good. I enjoyed that one. It's nice to know, you know, you know, it's nice to hear someone that knows what they're talking about for a change. So, um, Cheers, Reese. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, mate. Not a problem. Um, so, with that being said, are we good to wrap up? Yeah, like I said, guys, make sure you um, go check out Six Media page. It really does mean a lot to me and Reese and uh, Gaz Morgan. So please go check it out, guys. Um, I think that's it from us, isn't it? Yeah, we're all good. Yeah, so thank you very much, guys, for listening. And that's us out of here. Yeah, au revoir. See you later. Welcome back to the Aris Weekly Podcast with myself, Sam. Me, Reese. Remember, guys, this video is sponsored by Six Media. Uh, we'll leave a link down in the description below. So make sure you go over there, head out and check it out. All that good stuff. And we've got a special guest with us today. We have. Would you like to introduce yourself? Good evening. Uh, I'm Adam. Um, friends with Sam and Reese through our Fedora's football team. Mm. And a fellow Newcastle fan. He is, yeah. mate. Good friend of the podcast. We've been on about it for a while. So we've took the jump. Took the leaf of faith and we've got him on. We have, we have. Leaf of faith. It's nice leaf, of faith. leaf of faith. If anyone leaf of faith. <laughs> <laughs> the leaf of faith. Tree. If anyone would like to join the podcast while this is all happening, uh, just get in touch with the page um, and we'll get you on, like Adam did. Um, I was currently working, so Adam was going to step in for me, but luckily enough, I've got the day off. We are taking appearance requests for a small fee. So. Yeah. So, uh, do I get paid? Is it that? No, unfortunately, mate, you're not. Unfortunately, not. Um, all joking aside, it's good to have you on, mate. Yeah, it's good to have you on, mate. Um, so we're gonna go on the the ninth ninth of July's yeah fixtures. Start the fixtures ninth of July. Um, to start off the weekend's games, get into the predictors. Shall we start, gentlemen? Yes, Yes. let's start. Um, first game. Norwich City West Ham, our past twelve kickoff. What are we saying, gentlemen? I will um, kick this one off, and I think it is hopefully going to be a very interesting game. Big six pointer. Yes. Um, I think that uh, West Ham will nick it. They mm. definitely need the points a lot more than Norwich do. Yeah, I think I... Norwich. Yeah, sorry, mate. I'm just going to say, like Norwich, I think they're as good as gone now. Um, they just can't. The problem is with Norwich, they can't keep goals out. And no. you see it, usually one team every season from the Premier League will be that much worse than the rest of them. And Norwich this year have just been the same. They can't co- stop conceding goals. And now, because the goals have dried up, they look so average in the Premier League. You say that last though, season, they tore the Championship You say up. that though, mate, but West Ham, they struggle for goals as well. I mean, especially with Sebastian Haller out as well. Do you know, I'll be honest, the difference between West Ham and Norwich... You look at West Ham's squad on paper, and then you look at Norwich City's next to it, yeah. there's no comparison. Oh, no, definitely not, no. Um, I've been surprised how Norwich have dropped off, really, because they have got some decent players. They have, yeah. They have, yeah. Um, Todd Cantwell's mm, shown yeah. quite well in quite a lot of games. Um, yeah, definitely. Max Aaron's as well. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Max Aaron's. I think he's a quality fullback. Mm, another like one, myself. I think, um, Emmy Buendia. Yes. I like him. I, th- I think he's got a lot. He could. O- he's got a lot to offer a team. He's very quick, very direct. Um, you're probably right, though, Adam. I'd say Campwell for me is the standout one out of that bunch of players. I would definitely. Uh... He's looked very impressive when I've uh, when I've managed to catch a bit of Norwich playing. Um, 
Timu Pukki's not scored as many goals recently either, and that's kind of I think. He was banging goals in that start of the season. He was. He now, was. Now I think, season, to like, be honest, off. though, I've seen. I saw him in the FA Cup match against United the other Saturday, and he looked so lazy, like seriously off the pace. And I thought they can't be carrying anybody like that at the minute. I don't care how good he is at scoring goals. When you're in that sort of position, you can't carry anybody. No, you you really can't afford to, and it's it's shown really in the in the results recently for him. So yeah, if, definitely. If Norwich, well, they are going down. Todd Cantwell's obviously not going to be there next season. I, no. Who do you very reckon, who do you reckon he'll go to then? Because he's going to go to one of the big clubs. I I can't see him moving to anyone in the top five or six. I don't think he's that sort of level yet. If you, I don't know. It's hard to say, isn't it? It depends. Who wants to play what style of football? I would say Cantwell could fit in. I'm not saying he's going to, but he'd fit into someone like a Manchester City where there are football inside. I could not see him going to play for somebody like Newcastle. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. Because I know you both are Newcastle fans. But they don't... I can't see him grow into his full potential. He could, but... He needs to be playing. And the problem is that the the style of player he is that if you look at the top four or five teams like you said there's there's so much quality there mm. you know he is a good player and and he's and he's shown what he can do but would he get into one of the top five teams ahead of the the players that they've already got like you know even Man United who haven't had a particularly wonderful season but if he went there would he get in front of Fernandez, no. Would he get in front of Martial? Probably not. No. Pogba, you know, Pogba, Greenwood. You know, they're all players that are probably a similar sort of age that need that time uh, and and the game time. And he does, but going to one of those clubs, maybe not. Would Spurs be a good opportunity for him? If possibly, possibly. If Ericsson has obviously now he's on loan. Or has he gone? No, yeah, I think he's gone. I think he signed yeah, yeah, he signed signed loan, like, Just managed to push it through, I think, in the I, summer. I think that they're probably a little bit lacking in that area. I think Lamella's not up to standards, really. Um, Deli Alley's been good, but, you know, someone like Todd Cannon might push Deli Alley on to play a bit better. Possibly. I could... Um... Although they've not been great this season, I consider Spurs as a top six team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He, maybe not in the top four at this moment in time, but definitely a top six sort of team. And especially with the players that they've got on the books as well. But I do think Campwell would be quite a good fit in that team. Because I think uh, maybe more under Pochettino, but I would definitely, uh, if I was Tottenham, I'd definitely have a look at him. Because I can't see him, can't see him harming anything. No. I think he's good enough to play at that, you know... Probably an exception for Tottenham, really. But on mm. any of the others, I wouldn't have thought so. Not at this moment. But, yeah. What do we have in them for us? predictions Predictors. on this one, then, boys? Would you like to give us a score? Adam? Yeah, so I think I will go um, 1-0 West Ham. Yeah, good shout. Solid shout, that. Samuel? I'm also going to agree about him. I think it's going to be a 1-0 West Ham as well. Mm. I just can't see West Ham scoring that many goals. And I just can't see Norwich scoring either. I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. Mm. That's fair. I think it. I think it will be tight. Looking at the the recent results of both teams, um, I mean the Premier League always surprises. Norwich could win three 0 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've said this many a time on the pod, mate. That whatever we predict is guaranteed to do the exact opposite. <laughs> <Yep>. So, 
Um, moving on to the next half past 12 kickoff, Watford versus your boys, Newcastle United. Discuss. Before we played Manchester City, we've been in. We was in tremendous form. We beat Bournemouth four 0 We beat. Oh, who did we beat before Manchester City? Who did before Manchester? Who did we beat before Bournemouth? We drew against oh West Ham. But I think with Newcastle, mate, I think there's a lot of room. There's still stuff going around the club, as in where's Bruce going up next season? What's going to happen with the takeover next season? It's. It's still in the air, mate. It is. I don't know about your opinion here, Adam, but I've I still think you two are probably better placed to talk about Newcastle it, than I am. The but... thing is, mate, when I went, I went up a few months back, and when all this happened, I think I think it was between that um, Peter Kenyon or whatever his name was. It Peter Kenyon, or whatever, that Kenyon guy who was who was due to take over. Who was at Man United? Something Kenyon. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, that when he that was, was going chief through, exact a long yeah. time ago. But when that yeah. was going through, Newcastle fans was just like. Mm, is it going to happen? Is it not? And fans still now, even though it's happening, well, they say it's happening, they're still not believing it's happening. I mean, like you said, is it is it happening because everything's quiet? Is it but good? This, is it a good thing? The, the, the thing is, Sam, I, I don't know. There's like there's a really old saying: no news is good news. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I, look, it's I, tough. I want. I've said this many a time, and especially on the pod. I'd love Newcastle to be taken over because I think they're a sleeping giant of a football club and I just think with what Ashley's done to him and the direction that he's tried to take him in, or lack of direction, they deserve something. It's more the fans for me, mate, that deserve something because the football club is only as good as the person that's running it. So if Mike Ashley's driving it into the ground and not pumping money in, then you are going to fall quickly. And two relegations says that, do you know what I mean? Is it two or three? Two, mate. Yeah, two. two. And I think that it's a sleeping giant, but if this takeover happens, big things on the horizon for Newcastle United, I believe. If I've been sceptical about it all, really, because it's been in the media so much, so many times that we're going to get bought out, and there's obviously been a lot of delays, and there's obviously a lot of press talk about the uh, the new potential owners and what goes on in their country. Um, so, yeah, it's tough. Has it had an effect on the players? Sometimes you think it has, and other times you think it doesn't. Yeah. You know, um, losing to Man City yesterday was pretty abysmal to watch. And then compare that to a couple of weeks before when we lost two 0 I thought we actually yeah. played relatively played right. well. I thought you, you played know. all right um, against a very good City side as well. Very good City side. Um, we've been a little bit up and down since the start. I mean, a good result to beat Sheffield United because they're obviously mm. have been doing well. That was a very good result. Yeah, it was. I did watch that. That was a good result. And then putting four past Bournemouth, you know, that gives you a little bit of of confidence. It's been a while since we've we've seen to score as many goals as as we have been doing in these past few games. Especially in the Bournemouth game, we looked so well organised against Bournemouth as well. I mean, the passing was. On I point. think more... everything possession was quality For as well. Me, like. Newcastle and especially under Benitez from what I watched always defensively sound mm. yeah. or you know relatively yeah. defensively sound but didn't offer anything going forward because he was very negative and Steve Bruce alright he's had a few additions to the squad in the summer like Joe Linton St Maximan but yes they are important players 
but the squad isn't that different from what Rafa... Be- so you're telling me that Rafa Benitez couldn't have been a little bit more positive with the way that he'd gone about it. I can't help but feel that. And he gets trekked like a god. And I'm like, well, Steve Bruce has actually done a better job this season. I was going to say that he's done a better job than what Rafa has. Whether, you know, might be a little bit hard to admit it, but he has, you know. The points don't lie do they really no. you know when you when you compare the two seasons um and yeah you're right the squad isn't massively different you know we've we've had a few signings but we've, we've lost a few players um you know we lost um our top goal scorers in Rondon um, Perez, Perez. <laughs> um but then looking at the players that we've got in you know we've replaced them with players and mm. you know uh I liked Perez a lot. I, yeah, I, I really mind. thought he was a good player. He came on a lot in that last season with us. Um, is Sam Maximum better? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think he is. Um, yeah. You know, he he um, he's very direct. You know, he doesn't. Jose Perez used to get bullied off the ball a little bit by some of the bigger players, stronger, more physical players, whereas Sam Maximum just runs past him. Yeah. Um, I his honestly. Pace is, I will go out on record and saying this, he's one of the best young players I've seen. Like, seriously. I Honestly, even I'm not a Newcastle fan. I wax lyrical about St. Max. The thing is, though, mate... I think he's got so much talent. He gets you off your seat as well. When, you, when you're when you there and what the stuff he does, he, he, he literally he makes you want to get off your seat. That's, to me, what Newcastle have been missing yeah. for a long, long time, is that player to do We that. haven't had a player like that since, I'd probably say, Hatton Banafa. And he was a god it, of Even if you want to go back before that, I mean, I, I remember growing up as a kid, I like Ginola. Yeah, Ginola. People yeah. like David Ginola, do you know what I mean? It, like, you think Newcastle have been starved of players like that for too long, and now they've got someone like St. Maximan. If he can keep himself fit, does no, I don't know where that kid could go, honestly, because I, I, I rate him so highly. I love watching him. He's exactly the kind of person that I would pay to go watch. Oh, definitely. And I think he's got better. I think that there's the, in the first few games that I watched, he didn't look as confident as I thought he would be off the ball, mm. and you know he was probably looked a little bit, I want to say lazy, but you know not tracking back. But yeah. watch him in these past few games. You know he's been winning the ball back. All right, he's lost it a couple of times, but you know that if you give him the ball and he's got that little bit of space, he will drag that team right up. Mm. And the thing is, that's what we've needed because under Benitez we were solid. Defensively, but it was slightly negative way of playing. It was boring to watch. I thought and as well. A little sometimes. bit, yeah, a little bit, a little bit boring. I mean, sometimes look, you looked at the possession wide stats, and if he was playing City, it was it was like fifteen percent. Yeah, you'd have like fifteen percent. <laughs> or if you're saying like Palace or something, you'd have like I don't know, if like thirty seven percent possession. And we, I think we had like last season. I think we was the worst. I think we was the worst present possessioned team in the league and it just shows mate I I do think that Steve Bruce um, just before we get into the predictions for the results I think Steve Bruce he took and including from me as well and I will say that like I when I found out he was going to be the new Newcastle boss I thought oh my word where are they going to finish this season well I was his biggest critic but I will happily say I apologise and he made me eat my words because yeah he has Um, I I think yeah, big things to come from Newcastle. I don't think it depends on the I'm depends on the takeover, but I think Steve Bruce deserves a huge amount of credit. And I think even if the takeover does happen in the summer, I think he deserves another crack next year. I've already season. said that. I'd 100%. St- if, if the takeover does happen, I would love to He's never Steve had Bruce money. Exactly. He's ne- as a football no. manager at one club, he's never had money to spend. 
Do you know what I mean? And I would love to see him with a good amount of money identify players. I mean, if he can pick up like Saint Maximin and people like that, you know, build a team around Saint Maximin. Exactly. That's what you want to do. You want to build a team around Saint Maximin and just go from there. Should we get into the predictors? Let's show. So we haven't spoke about Watford, but I reckon I'm going to go for a one-one draw. See, I'm. It, it depends if Lascelles and Saint Maximin are back. Because them two, are, they were a big miss to us last night. What, Watford frustrate me because I think they've got a lot of good players in that team. Uh, a lot of experience um, in every position, really. And um, people like Troy Deeney. Um, Delafeu. Yeah, Pereira. I mean, I rate them. Um on their day, they're a decent team. If you get Decore running through the middle that year, oh. I mean, he's a beast. He is a beast. He's a machine, um, isn't he? Sarr as well. He destroyed yeah. Liverpool when so they quick. led them. But, obviously, they're getting dragged and they are in that relegation battle and I think Newcastle will just have enough to keep them on top. I think if as long as we can get the first goal, um, I think Watford's heads might drop and I don't think they'll respond... Um, so personally, I mean, obviously as a Newcastle fan, I'm going to back our boys, mm-hmm. and I'm going to back a two-one win. Two-one win, I like that. Nice. We probably will concede. concede. We do concede a few, and a lot of the time, I mean, it's not Debravka's fault, but no, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> no, very underrated. By the way, just yeah, quick, I want to say very underrated. Four million keeper. pounds. <laughs> best not bar- bad. Best bargain. He'll probably go for at least five times that if yeah, he went anywhere. Definitely. You're definitely looking upwards of 20 million. Um, Samuel, what are you saying? I'm going big. I'm going to go 3 1 Newcastle. <coughs> if St. Maximum's <coughs> back, I'm going 3 1. Are you putting any money on it this week, Sam? I might do, actually, yeah. He, no way. He's not going if, to put money Saint, on a 3 1 Newcastle. Saint, if St. Maximum's back, if St. Maximum's back, I will put, I'll bang a 10 on Newcastle to win 3 1. Bold move. I'll hold you to that one. Yeah. Moving on to the next one, uh, three o'clock kickoff, Liverpool at home to Burnley. The champions, um, If we champions. can wrap this one up as quickly as possible, that'd be great. No, um, <laughs> none of us really like no Liverpool fans. About this. I think it's the fans that are probably more frustrating than. I think the team. honestly, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Liverpool as a club, class act. Yeah, fans not so much. I think they are some of the biggest hypocrites I've ever met in my life. And I do know a lot of Liverpool fans. And <laughs> honestly, sometimes I I really want to bury my head under the sand. The amount of crap I've been getting in this last two weeks from pretty much every Liverpool fan I know. Um, I am going to say it. They're a class act as a club. I'm sorry. The reason they've won the league is because everyone else has been so bad yeah. this season. If Manchester City have lost nine games this season, that says it all to me. And look, yeah, all right, City haven't been up to scratch. They've been poor. Same as City most teams Most teams this season. And I think that's give Liverpool the licence to just go on. They have done brilliant. They have. There's no denying you, it. You can't deny, though, mate, Liverpool have got an outstanding team. Yeah, they do. The front three are ridiculous. I do think it was helped by the fact that everyone else has been so bad. Yeah. And nowhere near them. They have got some very good players and they seem to have strength in depth, which is which a lot of other teams don't quite have. You know, they can take three or four of the first team players out and you've still got a, a brilliant side. 
Um, again, another ex-Newcastle player, Wijnaldum, I think he's been Class. underrated. He's yeah. been so Very so underrated. He is pivotal to the way that Jurgen Klopp plays football yeah. and sets his team out. He's pivotal to that. I'd be very surprised if he went anywhere next I'd, year. I'd love to have him back at Newcastle. I adored him when he was at Newcastle. He was, he was brilliant for us. Yeah, he was. And you can see why Liverpool went for him. wanted him. Um, and you can, understand, you can understand him going to play for a better team. Um, what Liverpool will be like next season, depending on, again, the transfer market as going forwards. Um, but they've got a lot of young players. Um, that I mean, look at Trent Alexander-Arnold. I mean, yeah. what, what a player. What a... What a player he is. And they've got that other Very young good. lad as well. They've got Harvey Elliott. They've well, got that I saw some. Lad. I saw a little snippet from something that Klopp had said in, in the other day. I don't know if it was. I'm not sure if it was an interview with the BBC or not. But basically, he'd said that he's not going to go into the market for any big players during the summer. That to me is suicide. The thing because is, they did it last you year. Don't, eh? They did it last year. They did, what who did they sign? They signed no one in January, and then they signed that Minamino in. Well, I think it was back end of January. Sam, look, mate, so I'll be honest, struggle. you're very naive if you think you can go through two, exactly. two and a half, look at three Tottenham. seasons with the same squad. You're very naive. Look at Tottenham. Because like, all the time that you're sitting still, everybody else is moving forward. This is what happened to the likes of Arsenal and Man United, that because we sat still for so long, we've gone stagnant, and now United, I believe, are on the way back. Oh, yeah. Arsenal... Still yet to be confirmed because I don't know what the hell is going on with that football club. It's a joke, but like, I think that um, Manchester City did the same thing where because they've done everything right, they've put the new youth system in place. They've even developed the area on what the ground sits on. You know, they've built the football team. They don't pay over the odds for anybody. You know, what I mean, they will back out of a transfer if they don't think that it. If they think it's too much money, they do it with Sanchez. Do you know what I mean? You've got to keep improving because. You've got to keep up, and that's the thing. If the three or four teams around you spend hundred million and buy three or four great players, then Liverpool are going to have to, regardless of the the squad they've got now, because your players will get older, they will get injured, and not come back as strong. You know, I've I've heard a rumor that they're they're looking at um, Thiago from yes, which would be a big money move, and they probably would have to sacrifice. Um, one, maybe even two players uh, to get him. Probably another striker wouldn't hurt them. Absolutely. I don't think I don't think it would. I don't think I think they could do it one really. They need, they need you can't go striker. through a whole season relying on one player. I don't care how good your team is, you will fall short eventually. Hmm. And you know, I don't doubt that they're set up to do well, but I still think you're very naive if you think you can go through a full season with the same team. Because I honestly, I don't think that Liverpool's strength in depth is anywhere near Manchester City's. And even if you look at teams like Chelsea now, with the people that they've bought, I mean, Hakim Ziyech from Ajax, yeah. Timo Werner from Leipzig, the the deal apparently is nearly done to sign Havertz yeah. from Bayer Leverkusen. There's three top-notch players there. That's a big commitment from Chelsea. Oh, big, massive, massive. Like, they've really got... No, I'll tell you what we are doing now. Because we can spend money, we're hitting the market hard, we're going to buy players at a time... When the market isn't as much, you know, you can buy players. Timo Werner for 40, 50 million quid. You must be joking. Can we just if, say? If this is a normal market, he's going for upwards of 70, 80 million. Easily. We paid 40 million for Joe Linton. Chelsea just paid 50 million for 
one of the best strikers in the Bundesliga, or one of yeah, the, one of well, the probably best. Probably the best one of yeah, the best in one Europe, of the best in right now. Um, and that just says something about what the market's like nowadays. No, it does, and I think look, I'd love anybody apart from Liverpool really to win the league next year. Um, I think they're set up well to do it again. I just, well, I don't worry, but I think that they will fall short if they don't improve the squad. But you never know, do you? It could be a little bit of an, a backhand mm. thing by Klopp to say, right, let's not give too much away, but we're going to go in the market for such and such a player. Such and such. You don't know, do you? No. But we can only speculate, really. Um, I don't think they'll buy anybody of any note. I think they will go with what they've got, and if they do need, they'll buy in January. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Let's get to predictions. Score predictions. Liverpool, Burnley, what are we saying? You can go first on this one. Oh, um, I think it's that, hard, mate, because Burnley I've, have been in quite a good form as well. They have, but Liverpool at home, in, no yeah, fans, fans lost, it doesn't matter. They, they haven't lost in two just, years, though. They play just as well without... Um, I mean, they put Palace to the sword. They scored two in eight minutes last night against Brighton, you know, to effectively finish the game before it's even got going properly. Yeah. Um, I like Burnley. Well, I do, man. I, like I do. I, I really admire what Sean Dyche has done there because he doesn't change. He's not bothered. Um, he's been in the job for a few years now. He knows the club inside out. He cares about the football club as well, which I think is a Massive. huge thing now. Um, yeah, I do like Burnley. I must say, very ste- they're a steady Eddie team, aren't they? I can't see him. I don't think there's much chance of them going down under oh, Sean Dyche. No, they won't go down. Um, they pick pre- up some good results. They pick up some good points. They've they got do. some some decent players. Um, I mean, I think they'll score against Liverpool. They seem to mm. uh, seem to be scoring. Seem to be scoring a yeah. few goals. Uh, looking at the recent games, uh, so I'll kick off the prediction. Oh, I you want you take the oh, yeah. I'm going to um, say three one Liverpool. Three one. You beat me to it. I was going to go three one as well. So as Samuel. long as Liverpool don't switch off because they've won it. Won the league, um, yeah, it'd be an exciting game anyway. Yeah, I will turn a Liverpool two 0 Yeah, it's not a bad shout. I can see both sides. Just because really. last time Liverpool played at home against Villa, they did look very shaky. They did, but yeah, they did. It's a but different I think side, Burnley. It's a different. Um, it was a different kind of vibe to the game, City game. I'm I'm near sure they was all still pissed. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I honestly, I looked at Rob, Rob Robertson didn't even play. Didn't yeah, he did because he game. did because Phil Foden absolutely done him a kipper and but scored. I think they was genuinely still drunk uh, yeah. from the celebrations, which to be you fair, probably I would be understandable. Yeah, I would be absolutely off my nut. Um, yeah. Shall we move on to the next one? Yeah. Uh, five thirty kickoff. Sheffield United against Chelsea. Sorry, Chelsea. Big game. This. This is two teams fighting for Europa League. Yeah, well, personally, I'm going, I want a Sheffield United win here. I know why you're saying that, because Mike will be listening to this, and I know for a fact he'll be rinsing you as soon as he listens to this. He's already know. threatened to unsubscribe. Exactly, so. so I know for a fact this is why you're going with Sheffield United. No, no, it's not that. It's because United, because of how we're playing, if we win tonight, we go. we may go above Chelsea again, I believe. I could be wrong in that. No, one point. One yeah. point. We need... A Sheffield United win if we want to get that because Chelsea are picking up form at the right time. So we need to start. We need to keep going with it as well. Um, but not just saying that. I'd love Sheffield United to get into Europe this year. Yeah. So whether it's the Champions amazing. League or Europa League, I'd love them to get in it this year. I'd love Sheffield United as a club. I think they're an outstanding club. What a job! If 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 it weren't for Klopp, 
Wilder nailed get money, on get money the season. Yeah. Well, him or Nuno at Wolves. Yes. One of the two for me. Um, should we get straight into the predictions? Yeah, I'll kick it off. I'm going to say... Oh, I'm going to back Mike's boys. I'm going to go 2-0 Chelsea. I'm going to go for 2-0, you see, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go Chelsea. for 2-1 Chelsea. I can see him having a bit too much for Sheffield. Um, it's hard, though, because it's Bramall Lane. It's a tough place to yeah, go. Yeah, it is, but there's no fans. It, yeah, so. exactly. Fans, no fans. Make, a, make a big difference. Yeah, this is why I think um, Bournemouth are struggling so much. Fans yeah. make such a difference. Especially in them sort of grounds where they're, they're quite close to yeah. the pitch. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're in your tight. That, they're a noisy bunch as well, yeah. Chef United. They're not, uh, they're not afraid to use no, the gobs. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, it's tough, it's tough isn't it? I like it because I can see him doing his research. I like this. Yeah, there's, there's thought going into this. Oh, massively! I'm very competitive with everything that I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want the same point? No, 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 we are. Let's. We are for the listeners. We are playing for points, so he's well within yeah. his right to do this. Well within. Yeah, I mean Chelsea seem to have been banging quite a few goals in recently. Sheffield United have been on the res- receiving end of a few. Uh, goals against them. Uh, one nil win against Wolves, mm. uh, which was a real last minute winner. Close, um, in terms of a game and also where they are in the table, fighting for mm. for the best of the rest, nearly. Which is for two teams like Sheffield United and Wolves, is, crazy, is, is, Mad, is crazy. It? If you'd have said that five ten years ago, you'd have, you'd have, you'd have got laughed at, yeah, wouldn't no, you? Hundred <laughs> um, percent. But I think uh, Chelsea have just got. Some class in there. Pulisic is um, pulling the strings and all for Chelsea right now. He really is pulling the strings. Would you like to let him say Sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. So, so I'm going to go uh, 3-1 to Chelsea. I like that. Nice and bold. These are, I always look at when you go anything above 2-0. You're, you're 2-0, 3-1. These are the sort of games where you think, well, should I put a few quid on that? Yeah. yeah. I always think that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ooh, if you're going to go big, you go big or go home, don't you? So it's yeah. like, hmm. Do I do it or not? Yeah, fuck it, I'll bang a fiver on it. I'm sure Chelsea got me Aston Villa game, wasn't it? They did. Was it last, yeah. not last week? Yeah, before? and they got you a point. Got me a point. I'll take <laughs> that. Not, Thank you. Right, moving on to the next game. Brighton right. and Old Albion versus Manchester City. <laughs> What are we saying, gentlemen? This could be anything. I think this is going to be a cricket score. I just think City are just going to absolutely romp all over well, Brighton. Put it this way. Brighton cannot start like they did last night against Liverpool because if they do, Shocking. it could literally be a rugby it score. It could be, mate. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This this could be any Finish, score. Bright, I watched some of the game, right? I was kind of flicking in between and I, I looked and Brighton plays some good stuff, you know. Like They're not, they're not an awful team. No. But the way that they started, I just thought, you've given Liverpool too much. Like, to score two goals in eight minutes, the game's over, really, before it's even properly started. Yeah. You're always climbing a mountain then, especially against Liverpool, because they don't concede a lot, really, Liverpool. Um, they're quite tight defensively, and I just think, like, if, you, if you're Brighton, you're giving, if, if you're a team like that, you're giving your centre mountain to climb. And if they play like that against City, City I do fear for them. City will walk all over you. Look at what they did to us last night. I think, um, just quickly, uh, as a little... So I don't think Manchester City are going to be as bad next season. Guardiola oh, no, won't no. allow it. Pep won't let it. You know, he's going to come down so hard on them players. Yeah. Um, losing, what is it, nine games this nine. season. I mean, that is that is a lot of a lot of games to lose. Lost more than um, Man United now. Yeah. Um, it's mad, that, isn't it? It mad. is mad. Um, and you look at the 
you look at the players that they've got in their squad and um, compare that against the Brighton squad. I mean, Brighton, they haven't been horrific, but, you know, looking at the table, I mean, they're 15th with 36 points. You know, they're not that far off the relegation battle, no, really. No. There's a bit of a gap, five points to West Ham and Watford, but that's only a couple of, a couple of bad results for them. Yeah. Looking at the form that, that Man City are on at, at the minute, I can't see anything but a Man City win. No, I, I have to agree with you, Adam. I think Manchester City, when they start strolling the ball around, even as a United fan, I watch it and think, Christ, would you love to play football like that? What a joy that must be. Yeah. If you're a City season ticket holder, you must go here and think... What score is it going to be today? Yeah. We're going to put three, four, five, six past him. I mean, when you like, score goals whenever they want. When to. you got the likes of De Bruyne pulling the strings here and in the middle, you got David Silva, the young man Phil Foden, and then you have got the likes of the wingers Sterling, Bernardo Silva, Aguero, and then you got your back line Kyle Walker. Just, um, just quickly before we get into the predictors, what do you make of the Leroy Sane thing? It was, it was coming. It's been coming. Why, why though? Well, I, I've got my own opinion on it. Why do you, Why do you think that went so wrong? I don't know. I mean, uh, as a as a player, I think he's a class player. And looking at yeah. the the past, oh, his time at Man City, you know, um, he's played so well, goals, assists, everything. Um, he was, I believe, he was left out of the Germany squad. Yeah, um, yeah, he was. For the last uh, major tournament, which was a huge surprise, but uh, yeah. don't know whether he's fallen out with someone at the club or something like that. Because it's, I don't know why you wouldn't have him starting the amount of goals and assists he's got in the games he's played. Um, he's a quality player. They've got a reasonable amount of money for him, and when you look on the on the outside and you see that they've already got Mares Silva, um, and you know. Yeah. They can afford to lose someone like that, but it is a shame to see him leave the the Premier League. One hundred percent, something's gone on behind the scenes. It there's not a cat in hell's chance that you can ever question his footballing ability, or you know capability of playing it. The guy was a joke. Like for a season and a bit, the guy was unbelievable. It was unplayable. Literally, I mean, for for somebody who's Six foot one, six foot two. To be able to run like that, he's a pure athlete. Like you don't see many players with speed like that. See, That's re- like pure athlete. I reckon he's gone because he's won the Premier League. He's won the FA Cup. He needs to win that big thing, which is a Champions yeah, but League. Do you honestly believe though that I don't think he's what, much Bayern? better placed at Bayern Munich than he would be at Manchester City? I don't. Probably not. And. You don't know what, um, how much time is he going to get playing at, at Bayern Munich. Look exactly. at the, the strength of the squad that they've got. Unless yeah. they sell someone, they're bound to buy a, a buy players as they always do every year um, to try and dominate the German league. They'll never get worse. They always <laughs> nope. get better. That's very it. efficient. Typical Germans. Very efficient. But I, I think I think it's something. It could some. It could also be to do with the transfer ban as well. Let's see. It could be getting that. Could be another thing. You you never know what's going on behind. I, it's definitely. Mate. I think it's a mix between Guardiola doesn't really fancy many fancy him anymore. Something's yeah. gone on behind the scenes. I'm near sure because it's definitely not. Pep it's not about could not ability, stop singing his praises. He loves him. Do, like, did love him. But but something's gone on there. 
to me, definitely. Yeah. I can't see anything else, but what I mean, he did his cruciate in the Community Shield yeah, game. I remember. Yeah, he's barely played since. Yeah. And we're talking like nearly a full calendar year yeah. since the last time he's played football. And I'll be honest, when he came on, he didn't even look interested. So something's gone on there. Well, it's Manchester City's loss and Bayern Munich's gain because I think he's a hell of a footballer. Just makes sense. Um, win the fucking league again next season. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, won't, we won't get in about them. Yeah, we'll them lot, quickly move on to the predictors. Um, Scoreline, Adam. What would you like to take up? Take it away, son. 4 0. 4 0. I like yeah. that. Worth a few quid, maybe. Um, I'm going to say 3 0 City. I can't see anything else. I think that they're just too strong for Brighton. If they start knocking the ball around, they'll score. Simple. They're in the mood for scoring goals. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I've just realised I've wrote it in the wrong bit. Samuel. 6 0 City. Sorry. Six. 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 I, so, I, sorry. I for a second there, mate, I thought you said 6 0 Manchester City. That's what I said. Okay. I really can't see City. If City turn up, mate... And I told Adam to put money on 4-0. If, <laughs> if, if City turn up, City will absolutely run away with that. They will. They will like, if, if they do what Newcastle did and sit back, City will just... They'll thump them and they will just literally hammer goals in. So, yeah, I am going for 6-0. I'd like to watch a 6-0 game. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, for the, for the be all right. neutral fan. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, moving on to the first one of the Sunday fixtures, Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Everton. Stop! I've told you it's not Wolverhampton Wanderers. It's Portugal. It's oh, Portugal. No, it's Portugal Reserves. Yes, thank it. you. Okay. Um, yeah, nice one, Sam. Just <laughs> threw me off completely. Um, Wolves versus Everton. This is tough. This one. You reckon? Yeah, I think this is probably one of the toughest games to call out of the remaining ones that we've got to talk about, simply because Everton are a completely different team under under Ancelotti. It looked like at the start of the season, they looked very unsteady. Um, obviously, they had the change of manager, Duncan Ferguson took over, steadied the ship a little bit. But since Ancelotti's come in, he's really turned that squad around. I'd like to see what he does in the summer with regards to next season. Um I think that Wolves are a very capable football inside. I went to the game when United played them at Old Trafford. It was a half past five game on a Saturday. Wolves played the better football out of the two. Wolves have played some very good football. They have been a very good side to watch. Um, they've obviously picked up some good results, which is why they're where they are in the table. They're 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 ahead of Everton. Um, Everton again, they've got some really, really good players. Yeah. Um definitely. Don't rate Jordan Pickford. I think he's just don't know what's happened to him. No. Um <laughs> since really since his move to Everton, um he's not been great. I think he's let them down. They've turned a corner under Ancelotti, definitely. Um it's just whether they will keep hold of some of their better players, uh, and what Ancelotti can actually bring in. Um Wolves just seem to just go from strength to strength. They've had some good results. Um, like I say, they've, they've they've played really well and deserve to be where they are. That was unlucky against Sheffield United, didn't it? Because both, um, both teams went at it. Wolves, how far do you think Wolves can go as a squad? I reckon Providing, go just so forget potential incoming players, forget potential outgoing players. With the squad that they've got at this moment in time, how far do you think they can go? In about this season? No, You're... just in general, because they do have a project. Like Nuno has 
his sights on Champions League football. That's what he wants. See, that's where I think they'll end up. I think they will get Champions League. I think when, they've though, got a long, long end. way to go before they attain that because they're not. They're, they're probably in the best of the rest at uh, this moment minute, in time, yeah. but they haven't got the squad and the backing to get into that top four, in my opinion. I'd love to be proved wrong, believe me. Because I, honestly, I would love it if someone like Chelsea dropped out of the top four and Wolves took the place in it. But honestly, I would, because I wouldn't begrudge them. At the end of the day, they've done things in the right way, mate. They've got a great manager who has a really good philosophy, a very clear way that he wants to set his team out. And when you have a manager that gives really clear direction, not like Dan Willerton, when you give... when you, <laughs> Yeah, that's right, you heard it. Um, I'm joking, mate. I love Reese it. is dropped. <laughs> yeah, dropped. Um, never to be seen again. You're not signing on next season. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, we'd look at that. Bruno Fernandes just scored a penalty. I'll take that. Um, yeah, I think Wolves, they're probably in the best of the rest. I do think that the squad at this moment in time is geared for Europa League rather than Champions League. I think they're gonna. I think they'll do well against still in it. Still in Europa League. Yeah, and they've to done be well fair, this season. Very they, well. They drew the game in Olympiacos. One one over Olympiacos. Yeah, but think. that was literally the night before it came out that the Olympiacos owner had coronavirus. Yeah. Um, bit of a joke. They shouldn't have even gone to play that fixture in the first place. But yeah, I think they could do real well um, as long as they keep hold of. Uh, again, it's keeping hold of them top players and building. Um, they've got a project in place and and it's just maintaining that. Um, you look at the the Portuguese spine of that team and you know it is quality. Oh, there's some serious quality in there. Um, they have to keep hold of Raul Jimenez as well. I have to. It's the focal point of the team, yeah, mate. I, I think to. he does such a such a good job for him. It, it, you know, and not to mention the fact he also scores goals, but it's just it's his it's contribution. Work rate, definitely. Clinical finishing. Yeah. That that's what you need, and um, they've they've done well off off of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, score predictions, lads. Oh, I'm gonna go two two this game. Two two. Okay. Yeah, I think I think there'll be goals in this game. I'm I gonna go two 0 Wolves. Two 0 Wolves. Mm, I like yeah. that. Where's it at, by the way? It's at Wolves. wolves. Oh, right. Um. I'm gonna go one one draw. Mm, Everton don't them. give a lot away to be honest with you um, I'd be interested to see how Everton come and play against Wolves because you'd imagine that Wolves are going to dominate most of the possession so I'd, I'd be interested to see how that one goes to be honest um, moving on to the next one quarter past two kickoff Sunday Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace oh, what a boring game that sounds it's got bore. it has got boring written <laughs> all over it it's just afraid. got boring written all <laughs> over it <laughs> Um, oh, should we just get straight to the predictions for this one? <laughs> oh, you're welcome to fire away if you want to. Nil nil. Yeah, I'm going nil nil. Right, okay, I'm, I'm, also going, I'm also going nil nil. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to say two one Crystal Palace. Because I think I th- out of any of them, I think Palace are the uh, Palace are, are probably going to win them off. Yeah. If, Zaha, if, Zaha, if you like, get Zaha on the ball, mate, that's it. You know, Crystal Palace. I know they're not the most glamorous team to watch. But when you look at the job that Roy Hodgson's actually done since he's gone into Palace, he saved them pretty much from... I mean, under, when they started the season under De Boer, they was falling like falling like a lead weight from a cliff. Like they, Honestly, they was only going one way. And he managed to turn the ship around, bring in some decent players, 
and he's got them playing like a team again. And I do think they've got quality in there. You know, Zaha, Jordan Ayew. I'd even put Ben Teke in there because I don't care what anybody says. You might laugh. You can laugh all you want, mate. There's a reason he scored 21 goals at Villa. You don't become a bad player overnight. That's all I'm saying. He's got potential. He needs to pick up a bit of form, doesn't yeah. he? He needs to get he a bit of get confidence. can't get going, can he? He just, no, he just never seems to, to have got going with Crystal Palace. And it's a shame because... I think he's a quality player. Imagine him scoring against his old club or getting a trick against his old club. Well, it's, it's a good way to really. start, isn't it? Yeah, it would be. It's a good way to start picking be. up some form. But um, no. yeah, I've gone for two one because I think Palace they they can do they can do bits going forward. I'd be interested to see how Villa approach the game really because they need points desperately. Like they are desperate for points. They can they can claw themselves out of this situation. There is still a lot of their hope. A lot of it probably relies on how well Jack Grealish plays. Yeah. I think he's by far their um, best player. Um, they seem to have signed quite a lot of players. They have, spent, I thought Spent that. a lot of money coming up. Um, and unfortunately, it doesn't seem to quite have worked out as well as they'd have thought. There's two teams that have done that. Fulham and Aston Villa. Oh, look how it's gone. Both spent upwards of £80 million in the summer window. Hasn't worked. No. That's, play, that's playoff money, that, mate. Spent it and it's gone well, Look, you, the thing is, if you've earned it, you're well within your rights to spend it. Oh, yeah. Providing you can run a good, you know, you know, operate your budget accordingly, really. But, having said that, Villa, they just, you know, you've got players like Grealish and John McGinn in your team, but they look like they lack a lot of ideas yeah. sometimes. And you think with two players like that, I mean, I really rate John McGinn. I actually think yeah, he's really handy. Very, very good player. He is. I've, I watched him play in the Championship last season and he looked streets ahead of everybody else. I remember, when he, scored that world, I remember when he scored that world against Sheffield Wednesday and he just leaped me arrowed into top corner. I was like, this boy's going to be classic. He he's, he's a good player. Um, Grealish, I don't think he'll be there next season. Nope. No matter what. No matter will be. What happens? No, I don't. Even if Villa stay up, I don't think Grealish will be there. He's oh, got to move on, mate. He can't. You can't keep, look. I know he loves the club. He's the he's a he's an Aston Villa fan. He's a young lad. He's the captain of the football club. I just can't see him staying. I think if he wants to do anything with his career, he has to move. Um, you've got to test yourself. You've got to. Test, but I think he could comfortably play for any of the top six. Oh, easily. I really do. Yeah, easily. Um, yeah. Let's go to the next game. It's a big game. Four thirty kickoff. Tottenham Hotspur versus Arsenal. North London derby. Probably best that it's in front of no fans. Yes, hundred percent. Um, what are we saying with this? I think this one, maybe not so much following the trend of recent years. I think this mm. is Arsenal's day. This one. See, it's going to be hard, mate, because there's no fans there. It's going to make. It's going to be a very, very, very tough game for both teams without no fans, because in a derby, the fans are right behind you. Whatever, whatever your team is yeah MRI. I also think there's a flip side to that you know on one side you've got the fact that the fans can really drive you on in a game like that but with how heated that game gets it's one exactly. of the most fierce rivalries yeah. in world football they genuinely hate each other there is a lot of hatred there if you're not playing well the fans can soon turn and get on mm-hmm. your back and you don't want that in an off London derby so that can go either way um, you know determine that as you will I think this is Arsenal's day, this one. I think the way that Arsenal have played recently, I think they'll grind it because, simply because Mourinho, I just don't think he knows what to do with that Tottenham squad at the moment. It's The Tottenham job at the minute is 
a difficult job. I'd hate it. Um, I think he needs a transfer window to try and massively shuffle things about and try and work out um, who he's keeping and who he's getting rid of because, the, 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 I mean, from in my opinion, they spent a hell of a lot of money on Ndombele and I'm not a fan of him at all. Um, there's talk that Barcelona want him. They're talking about chucking players at Tottenham to get him. If I were Tottenham, if they were chucking someone like Nelson Semedo... Well, chucking Dembele as well and all that then. I I said that to him. I said, Nelson Semedo and Dembele. There you go, there you go, Dembele. Off you go. The thing is with Ndombele, right? I'd seen him play for Lyon. He's come all the way through the youth system there. They've got a cracking academy, by the way. Some of the players that they've brought through in the last three to four years has been very, very good. I think he's a very, very capable, talented footballer. I think he looks another example of a player that looks stifled by Mourinho. Yeah. I think he'd have been allowed to flourish under Pochettino. He ain't going to get that in a Mourinho team because he won't be given the freedom. Very rigid, very boring, very rigid. In all fairness, it probably would do him a favour to go. Probably would. For his own development more than anything, in my opinion. Um, Especially Barcelona But the well. thing is, if there are talks of them players going in the opposite direction to Ndombele... You've got to take that, surely. Exactly. It was from Dembele and Nelson and Semedo. Nelson Semedo. I'd take them any day of the week, whether it was someone being offered to me yeah, or not. Do you know what I mean? I'd go for them anyway. It's definitely two positions that Tottenham could do with some solid players. Especially, yeah. right, especially, yeah. especially right, right back. Especially right back. They've, since Kyle <sighs> Walker left, I think they've, they've suffered um, having had Kyle Walker and him play so well. Um, you know, watching... Um, everybody that's played in that position since him, they've just not lived up to the expectations. Well, they had, tri- no. they had Trippier, didn't they? Well, then obviously Trippier, Trippier went, Trippier, went, like went which was a surprise. Um, but yeah, they need a, a big shake up. And... Simeone's a massive fan of Trippier, by the way. I know he is. Couldn't he was singing his praises, and I thought, if you're getting that from a manager like Simeone, you've got something about you because he doesn't do that very often. Um, but I think Arsenal will, uh, will have the edge. Yeah, yeah, I, I do as well. The players um, they've got, the attacking players, the flair in the team, should we say. Um, once they, next season, if they, if, if they sort things out defensively, which always seems to be an issue with, with Arsenal, um, you know, when you've got players like Lacassette and Aubameyang up, up top, um, you, you're bound to score goals. It's just trying to keep it solid at the other end. Exactly. Um, Burnt Leno looks like a decent keeper, in my opinion. It's class keeper. Um, what, um, in terms of the injury, how long is he looking? Because it looked. Well, I think I think he's out for the rest of the season. I think. It, 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 I'd imagine he is. Well, so. it was four. It was All four games. They said, in the next well, two weeks. they said four to six. They said four to six weeks. So four to six weeks. Yeah, that's what they said. Christ, on when he did it, I thought he's out for six. That's months what that's what they said. That's what they said on um, Arsenal's. Page anyway. Um, score prediction, lads. What are we saying? Uh, I will. Do you want me to kick it off? No, I'll go. I'll go two one Arsenal. Two one Arsenal. Yeah. I reckon I'm. I reckon I'm. I'm gonna get both of them for Arsenal. Money on that, Samuel. You've called it now. You've got to back yourself. I'm gonna go two nil Arsenal. Two nil. Okay. I like that. Are you going in pop school? Um. Nice. Um. I'm going to say 2-1 Arsenal. Yeah. I just don't think Tottenham have got it in them at the minute for a good performance. Like I don't I mean we've just literally just seen like the end yeah. of the Bournemouth game. They don't look like doing anything, do they? Like if they can't turn up in a North London derby, they've got serious problems. Yep. 
Yeah, it looked like to me that unfortunately one of the best players on the pitch was Musa Soko. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a poor shout when, when he's one of the best players uh, you know the show <laughs> on, the wrong. on the pitch. Um, um, moving on to the 7pm game, the last one on Sunday, Bournemouth against Leicester City. I think there's only one winner here. Yeah, I mean, looking at the form, Bournemouth have been pretty shocking recently. I like um, Eddie Howe. I think he's done, up until recently, a really good job with Bournemouth. They've got a lot of good players. They've signed a lot of young, um, good players. But Leicester City, I mean, sometimes there's just no stopping them, really. Um, They've got quality throughout. Jamie Vardy, I mean... He was he scored the hundredth. He yep. scored his hundredth goal. Yeah, he got his hundredth goal, didn't he? He is quality player. Um, there's no shine away from that. His work rate, yeah, one hundred percent, is just fantastic. Um, obviously, an ex Newcastle lad, Jose Perez. There mm. again, his work rate. He is another class player. Tielemans, I really rate. I rate. Him as well. I, that's I rate Tielemans. You know they've got a young squad under Brendan Rodgers. I think they'll they'll do well next season. The only thing that worries me. Uh, it would worry me a bit more if I was a Leicester fan, is they played so well in the first half of the season. Since they've come back from lockdown, uh, you know, after the lockdown, they have looked really, really stuttery. Like, I think the form in the second half of the season has kind of done them over a little bit for how they started the season. Um, I'd probably say, though, even after all that, they're probably the best place club in the Premier League to be able to kick on to that next level. 100%. They've got some young players in the squad. Uh, they they always seem to have um, Hamza Chowdhury coming off the bench and doing... I, I actually really like Yeah, I do as well. Very steady. Very good player. Um, who's the... Um, that centre-back, I can never pronounce it. So That's him. He's, he's come into the, into the club and he's looking like a solid, solid player. Kasper Schmeichel, I mean... He's a good keeper, me. Yeah, very. You know what you're going to get from Casper Schmeichel. I was watching him the other night, and I mean, he from a goal kick set up Jamie Jamie Vardy yeah. for effort from a goal <laughs> kick, and if you can manage, if you can manage to do that, and you've got someone like Vardy, just miss out everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, before we go into predictions, I asked you before the pod, start the podcast. Who's your relegations? We've already got ours. We've already said ours. You've already got yours. I think it's pretty obvious that that. With four games left, that Norwich aren't gonna aren't gonna manage to save themselves. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Aston Villa um, have got it about themselves to uh, to save themselves either. The last place, I'm really torn. It the three teams: West Ham, Watford, and Bournemouth. I think it's going to be one of them three. Out of all of them, and it might be a bit out there. I think West Ham. I said this. I I reckon West Ham will win. I think there's that you look at some of the players that Bournemouth have got. They've got some game winners with the Wilsons, Callum mm. and Harry Wilson in there. You know that there's always a chance that one of them two will pop up and get a goal. Josh King, mm. he's known for for getting a few goals. Um, when you look at Watford, as we've already said, you know Troy Deeney, you know he he always manages to get in there. Capo Decore, um, you know they've got game changers. Whereas West Ham a bit, a bit, you know lacking in that department, shall we say? Yeah, I think um, 
Well, I, you see, I was torn when I did it. I definitely think uh, Norwich. Norwich and Villa gone. gone. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that one. Um, the rest of it is up for grabs. I'll be re- really interested to see, but I do think that Watford have enough yeah. to get themselves yeah. out of trouble. I, I, they've got they've, they're quite a solid unit, I think. Um, I look at them a little bit better than I do people like West Ham and Bournemouth simply because Watford do have when you've got someone like Troy Deeney in your team and he's the captain of the football club that's definitely someone you'd want if you go into the trenches that's someone you'd want where you want you, to you want him on, on your side and, and you've got to look at the, the Watford Watford's last game you know they beat Norwich and you know that's another team down at the bottom and I think when you're down there you need to beat the teams around you you know yeah fair enough they get stuffed by Chelsea but a lot of teams will um, but you know, it just needs that one little moment. I mean, when they... I remember watching their game. I can't remember who they were playing in the Championship. And they gave away a penalty in the last few minutes. And then from that penalty, they go up the other end. Leicester. Oh, Leicester. Leicester, Leicester in the playoffs. In the playoffs. And they've still got players that can do that. So, you know, try Dean. Like you said, you want him on your side up there, holding mm. the ball up. Definitely. Let's get the predictions in then, guys, because we've got five minutes left. Who are we going with? Um, Bournemouth Leicester. I'm gonna go two 0 Leicester. I think that's a good shout. To be fair, I will probably say three 0 Leicester. Just I like that because I like a few see a few goals. I'll say I'll say two 0 as well, mate. Two 0 Yeah, I'll go two 0 Okay. And swiftly moving on into the last game, which is a Monday night game, Man United at home to Southampton. Which will be really boring. Danny Ings will score a couple of goals. <laughs> he will, what? Danny Ings will get one. I and Bruno Fernandes going bang out to it. I think you've all lost your mind. <laughs> um, no, honestly, like I do see this as a banana skin. I don't care how well we've been playing recently. This is probably the one game I look at and think this is a banana skin, this. Because if Southampton turn up and play, they'll cause us a lot of problems. I think Southampton have always got the ability to score a goal, especially the form that Danny Ings is on. I mean, exactly. that lad this season. Scott again um, today. He is, is, has been somewhat else. Man United have looked very strong in the last few games. Um, Bruno Fernandes definitely turned that team around. Yeah. Um, what a signing. That's all I can say. Um, Isn't it mad to think that West Ham could have signed him as well? He West Ham could have signed him. He wouldn't have gone to West Ham. He wouldn't have gone to West Ham. No, he's got sense. He um, no, he could have gone. He could have gone there way before all this. Oh no! To be fair, he's actually had a few clubs. But um, I'm going to kick the predictions off. Okay. And I'm going to go four-two um, Man United. Okay, now. Oh, you've just earned your sense of brownie points there, sunshine. <laughs> I like that four-two win, Samuel. I'll go two-one Man United. I reckon Dunnings will score. I like that. Dunnings definitely. Dunnings will 100% score. score. I'm going to say... Man United fan. <laughs> I'm going to say 4-0 Southampton win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, good um, I'm going to go for a 3-2 United win. I can see Southampton scoring because it will cause us problems. Oh, definitely. I think with how we're going at the minute, we're gonna we're doing all right. Turned Man United uh, massively turned the corners. Yeah, well. ever since, oh, ever since unbelievable. Our one player has just turned the whole football club. That's the way it seems, anyway. I don't yeah. want to put too much pressure That's on the true, lad, mate. But he looks like the kind of player that could handle that sort of pressure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so, 
Are we... Uh, that's it. Anything else to add? No, on? that's the predictions no. all sorted. Yeah. Just like to thank Adam for coming on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, massive thank you, mate. Do appreciate Good friend of the podcast. Really enjoyed this one. We'll definitely have to do some more. Really enjoyed yeah, that. It's uh, It's been good. Thanks for having me on. It's, no, it's worries, nice mate. to have, have someone else on who actually knows football. I mean, I, I get stuck with Sam all the time, so... Yeah, and I feel sorry for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I ain't leaving. Um, <laughs> I ain't leaving. Um... <laughs> Right. If, any, if anyone does want to get involved and join us, yeah. please just contact the Facebook page. I'll leave a link down in the description below. Um, just give us a message like Adam did. And uh, Yeah, we uh, honestly, we don't have any preferences. So anybody that feels like they want to come on and share their opinion, you are more than welcome to do so. Because, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed this one. It's yeah, been good. I enjoyed that one. It's nice to know, you know, you know, it's nice to hear someone that knows what they're talking about for a change. So, um, Cheers, Reese. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, mate. Not a problem. Um, so, with that being said, are we good to wrap up? Yeah, like I said, guys, make sure you um, go check out Six Media page. It really does mean a lot to me and Reese and uh, Gaz Morgan. So, please go check it out, guys. Um, I think that's it from us, isn't it? Yeah, we're all good. Yeah, so thank you very much, guys, for listening. And that's us out of here. Yeah, au revoir. See you later.